here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. To wrestling omakase this is john here and for this week's episode we're doing a very special episode live from japan so if you listen to my live from tokyo edition of open the voice gate earlier this week it's a lot of the same people actually it's the exact same people uh we have mark here hey i'm mark i'm english i'm obnoxious on twitter that's about it we all falter on twitter we all fall thank you for that taylor Hi. Also, Mark, I think on the Dragon Gate episode, was the only person who plugged his Twitter. So I'm going to plug my Twitter this time. Taymambo. T-A-M-A-I-M-B-O. Follow me for a lot of quality content. Right, Mark? Yes, and I'm Mort, and I don't want to plug my Twitter because I'm sure one knows what it is. Mort and I have enough followers already. Yeah. Like we, we actually need to get rid of some followers, I yeah. think. So, <laughs> so I'm good. time, we're just... And I have to remember, small, yeah. I have to remember to say that I'm a member of Wrestling with Words this time because I forgot <laughs> on the Dragon Gate podcast. I think I said it. I said yes, it. Yes, right? you, you said it. Yeah. I remember because it. I forgot to say it. You said you gotta introduce yourself again. Um, Our Smash. I didn't guest. even. I didn't even introduce myself last time. I just appeared. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Ethan. I'm not a wrestling fan, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Eson underscore Bish. All I do is re- is retweet idol posts. So. Good luck if you can't read Japanese. If you really want to read Idol Post, everybody, there you go. I don't know why you want to do that. but By the way, um, did there I... are a lot of reasons to want to do it. <laughs> I know. Did I ever mention the real Hiroka last time? I believe you did. Okay. There's going to be a lot more <laughs> laid back than the, the Open the Voice Gate, by the way, because we only have... Well, first of all, we've been here for like fucking nine days now. We're not newbies. If I sound like all stuffed up, it's because I am. Like I got sick in the middle of this trip, which was really fun. But I'm starting to recover now. I just still sound like I'm, you know, dying. 
I hopefully am not <coughs> coughing quite as much as before. You, 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 you're coughing less than you were earlier this week. I'm not coughing as much. It just hurts a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to start a show with illness. Very, very but, good. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through a lot of shows here. That's basically the idea. Is we're going to talk a lot about the experience, um, the shows we've been to, you know, other than Dragon Gate, because again, that had its own episode. So if you want to hear what our thoughts were on the Dragon Gate curriculum from Tuesday, August 8th, just go to Open the Voice Gate and listen to episode 22. Not 22B, because that's the one that uh, Michael and Milo did uh, later on without me. So you should listen to that too, but I'm just letting you know that won't be the one. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about a lot of shows today. We actually should start with the first two shows that Mort and I went to, which were the DNA and DDT shows at Shinjuku Face. Now, that was over a week ago now, Mort. Do you even remember anything about them? I remember how drunk the women were. <laughs> They're called Beer Garden for a reason. Um, I mean, first of all, about Shinjuku Face, this was not my first time in Shinjuku Face. I had been there last year for uh, the whatever the fuck the Tokyo Gurntai shows are called. Um, but I I think it was your first time, obviously, Shinjuku Face. Your first Japanese wrestling shows at all. Yeah. But what was your impression of Shinjuku Face as a building? I think it's a great venue to watch wrestling in. Yeah. You can't find a bad spot at all. It's very intimate. But you're going to pack 600 people in there, I think. Yeah. So you're going to have a great atmosphere. It's anyways. bigger than another one we went to later that we'll talk about. Yeah. But um, as far as like the small the small venue ones, I like the better than the other one. Um, not that it, not that I dislike Shinkiba, but I definitely think Shinjuku faces has a lot more charm. Um, and of course, the the unique beer garden setup helps, where they have these these tables set up all around ringside with these people just drinking and eating. And then we saw Mad Polly walking around munching on their food <laughs> during the yes. DET show. But the the DNA show legitimately was a fantastic show. Like that was yes. a one night tournament. Um, you know, with a lot of standout matches like Iwasaki. And uh, Watase in the first round, they went to the well, ten minute right ten yeah. minute time limit, and they had to do the one count. Uh, so basically, if you went to the ten minute time limit, it would be one count rolls after that. So then there was a mad scramble to get a one count, which which Watase got, eventually got. Um, that match was fantastic. Yeah, that was an amazing match. Yeah, like uh, if you go to the ten minute matches, you're gonna say match of the night. Um, and then later on, though, I mean, you had um, in the final ended up being Mao and uh, Yoshimura. And that was a great final, and they yeah. both had a great run in that tournament, and <coughs> they ended up going the obvious route with Yoshimura winning, which, you know, in hindsight, I, I think that was the right call. Yeah. Like, I kind of thought they might have Mao go over in the end, but I would have put Yoshimura over, too. I don't know, they're bu- building Yoshimura to a title match, so I think it's fair. Yeah. But, um, it was a, it was a very good, that was a very good way to start our trip. Yes. Um, DDT, that night, then, was also very good, but in a completely different way. Uh, it was a very wacky show, as almost all the DT Beer Garden shows are, and the the like. There was a lot, a lot of Japanese, obviously. So you know, stuff like that ghost story stuff was kind of hard to follow, but it's still funny in a way because you can still watch people's reactions to it, and I could pick up a few words here or there that would help a little bit. But like as far as um, the show itself goes, it was like the perfect mix of comedy and some good action, especially in the main event. Which is the the fans choose the the uh, the team six man, but um, that opener though when when Hirata 
first started singing his own theme song, I almost fucking died. And so did the entire crowd. Like, they cut to this video. It's, like, basically a an old school here at, uh, like, an old school, like, studio recording kind of video. You know what I'm trying to say, right? Yes. Like, they, they're, they, he's in front of the mic in the studio. It's in black and white, and he's ready to sing. And he just starts, like, belting it out. And, like, the entire fucking room was just, like, almost crying at laughter. It was so great. Um, no one expected him to be that good, obviously. Yeah. But any other thoughts on DDT? Uh, that's so long ago now. Like the main event was legit great. Yeah. In the ring, I had a freaking awesome time watching it. Made me very excited for Peter Pan, which yeah. I already was anyway. But absolutely, yeah. And it worked <coughs> as a preview match for all three sing. No, not a tag title match, but three title matches. Yeah. It worked as a preview for three title matches. So. Uh, so that was D- that was our first day, and then Sunday we made our first trip to Corican Hall to see Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, what, what was your what was your take the first time you stepped into the legendary Kirk and Hall? We talked about a little bit about yeah. this on the Dragon Gate show actually, but you can talk a little bit about it again, I guess. Well, it's very overwhelming to go to Kirk and Hall for the first time, in general. But I guess we can get Taylor Marks for some of that too. Yeah. Even though Noah was the first. If we we're talking about the first time at Kirk and Hall, yeah. If you have any impression. Yeah, I said it on the Dragon Gate <laughs> podcast. It was just kind of weird to see something you've only seen on video. Like, stepping into, like, a movie that you've watched or, like, a TV show you enjoy. That you see it as kind of a thing where you see certain <coughs> angles of it. And, like, going up the... Like, I knew it was on the fifth floor. I knew you had to go up an elevator or walk up the stairs. I knew there was a lobby, but going and actually seeing all those things, like, together at the same time, gives you a lot, di- a lot different impression of kind of what it looks like and I will talk about stardom later but um, I was ringside for that and before the show started I kind of looked around and I said this doesn't really look like what I think of when I think of stardom shows that run at Corican that I watch on stardom world but once the lights kind of went down and they you know the video started going I was like ah this is what I'm used used to seeing yeah um, the how did you know that, by the way? Did you watch like that Rocky Romero and uh, Beretta, vi- or Beretta yeah, video? Yeah, I watched that video. I had a f- I had a friend who visited Japan in back in April, March or April, and who went to a new- who went to one of the new small New Japan Kurikans. Like, wasn't really a big event, and so told me a little bit about it and was like, "Oh yeah, it's on the fifth floor. It's in this building." But yeah, also that Rocky Romero video. Yeah, that was, um, it's a funny, wacky video. <laughs> yeah, and just hearing about it, you know, from people who had visited and been like, oh, it's on the fifth floor, you know, there's a small little lobby type area, so. Yeah, I, I actually had, I mean, I guess we'll get into it when we get to stardom, but I had no idea about that thing, where it opens up and goes in the back. Is it, That's like a Joshi-only thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they did that at the pure day. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, but... I don't know why they do that. Although it made more sense to me because that one lobby area is really small. Yeah, when when they start getting merch, people at the merch stand in intermission, it's terrifying because you just have entire crowds just sort of pushing you along. You're almost floating <laughs> on the crowd and there's little kids in there that you sort of want to, you have the instinct to protect them, but they're just there and they're quite happy and they're used to it. It's really, it's unnerving. Yeah. I will say one thing uh, that 
Kurrigan Hall isn't made for you to go to take pictures with no. your favorite wrestlers. <laughs> That's no. not the place to do that. Shinjuku face is great for taking pictures, and Shinkiba Shin first ring is great for taking pictures, but not no, not Kurrigan Hall. That's not made for. Well, me. I also think there's the attitude of Kurrigan Hall, where it's like for a lot of promotions, it's a big deal to run there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're less likely to see people just kind of milling about because you obviously want to do well at the show so you're more focused on wrestling or yeah it definitely yeah, feels more professional yeah, yeah everyone's sort of on their best behavior whereas at Shinkiba they're a bit more a bit more casual a bit more just having a good time yeah, yeah. so um that's Kirk and Hall but the first show we saw there was Noah do we um, want to talk about the main event really quickly yeah I just want to mention too the the opener which was a. Uh, Ogawa and Inoue, that was fucking hilarious. That's funny. And I was I was very into the old man comedy. That was really funny. Ogawa yeah. was just yeah. amazing. I love him. And that was a, that was a really hilarious comedy He's... match. It might have been my second favorite match on the show. Was funny. But I did like Go and Maybach a lot too. Yeah. But, I mean, the rest of the card was kind of nothing. But the main event, was... uh, junior title match, I would go like four stars on that. That was really good. Um, it was... Uh, Yohei challenging Taiji Ishimori. Yeah. And you would not believe 800 people could make that much noise. Like, they really loved them some Yohei. It was so funny. <clears throat> the entire crowd sat on their hands the entire show. And the main event started, and you had 800 people just screaming for Yohei. They loved him. They came like, just to see Yohei. They really wanted to see that man win the junior heavyweight title. I was like, like I said on Twitter, I was afraid he was going to try to vape it. But, I mean, he, he's really, he really, like... The crowd was really into him. And I feel like they just love all those dudes. Yeah. But, um, you know, Rattles or whatever. Yeah. Is that just, is it Rattles? Or is it Rattles? Rattles, I Rattles? think. Okay, Rattles. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't want, I haven't watched that much Noah this year, everybody. No one, don't anyone crucify me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that match was really awesome. So I'm happy we went to the show just for that match. And the old men. But yeah. after that, we get into the part of the trip where other people arrived, um, including Taylor and Mark. Um, this is also where they started going to shows that some of the shows that I missed. Um, what did you guys go to on? So Monday, I, I arrived on Monday, um, and there were no shows. So my first show was, uh, Big Japan at Ueno Park. Oh yeah, I went to that. Yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think we all went to that. <coughs> yes. Yeah, we all went to that. We could just talk about both the Tuesday and Wednesday now, right? Okay. Cause I didn't go to Wednesday, but I went to Tuesday. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, that was a, that was really fucking fun. I mean, you know, it was, uh. And for people who have never seen the setup, it's basically you're in an amphitheater. So, like, the ring is on the stage. You have, like, a good covering. And then all the seating is in, you know, the amphitheater seating. Um, it's not the best setup for wrestling, but just the uniqueness of it really works. And I, who was it said it's, like, a family barbecue or something? Someone said it was, it like, a... It kind of is, yeah. Like, a fa- I, I don't want to take credit for that. It might have been Phil or somebody else not on the podcast. But it almost feels like Big Japan... <laughs> Sorry. It's a big family... That's uh, getting together to to celebrate and have a good time together, and I thought that that you know this felt like the family out of it. I don't know anyone else have thoughts. Yeah, I would agree. I think it was like a relaxed atmosphere, and I had a good time. The first the first day was really great. It wasn't so hot. The second day was really hot, mm. even in the shade because it was a covered amphitheater. But even in the shade, it was hot. And I think I actually liked the setup because the first day, me and Mort sat kind of halfway back, I guess you would say. And I mean, we were, 
you know, halfway back, but I felt like they were still good seats. You know, you could see everything that was going on. I didn't feel like I was really far away from the action. And they, of course, came through the crowd a couple times. So I think everyone, no matter where you're sitting, kind of gets some of the some of the action. Yeah. So, yeah, and then the merch stand and everything, that was very casual, too. It was very easy to buy merch and approach people for pictures or autographs or whatever if you yeah. wanted. The thing with the Big Japan Winter Park shows is they are made specifically to be very fan-friendly mm-hmm. and very interactive with everyone. And you can really feel it at the shows because they brawl a lot in the crowd and they usually have some water deathmatch where they spray water on the people in the crowd and the fans. And Myself and Taylor, we had... We had us a shower on yeah. the Wednesday show that got picked up by the cameras too, where, where the owner Tosaka, right, yeah, he he uh, he we went and grabbed Jackie Numasawa and pointed at me and Taylor was like, oh, uh, spray the foreigners with water, yeah. and he came and he sprayed us, and then he stood on our bench and. He basically and he, he essentially grabbed us like yeah or grabbed at least me and the I think you were still sitting down so he couldn't grab you but I was standing I didn't even and he grabbed yeah. me like yeah. by the shoulder and pulled me in and then dumped the water yeah so like, he literally stood between myself and Taylor and just helped shower us with a bucket of water when Mort says they were sprayed with water it was more like they bought I don't even know how to describe it like a babel of water and just upended it on them. Yeah, and we the match had started, and they were bringing out all of these buckets of water, and Mort turned to me, and he's like, we were sitting in the second row, so he said, we're going to get wet if we stay here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, we'll probably get some splashes, <laughs> you know, some splashed water on us or something, you know, backsplash from someone else getting dumped on. But I think the first bucket thrown... I got soaked because yeah. it was thrown in an arc. Yes. And we immediately got wet, and then, of course, we were targeted. Now, because we our, were the our, foreigners. Yes, yeah. our, my yeah, only concern was, was my phone and my pocket Wi Fi and my passport. And he actually. Tosaka. Yeah, Tosaka took it from me when we got dumped on. Luckily, you know, he took it, ran away, we got dumped on, and then he handed it back. So really, I had a I had a great time, and it was so hot that yes. it actually was very nice. It, it was, was nice and refreshing. It was yeah. thirty eight degrees Celsius that day. Yeah, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Ninety nine degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, I mean it's been very like weirdly cold after every day after that. So maybe this dumping water on your head was some kind of weird weather ritual <laughs> that like caused the weather to get a lot colder afterwards yeah i mean i wasn't prepared for it at all because mort said to me oh we're going to get drenched and i haven't heard about the stipulation in advance so i just went oh okay whatever uh, and then got a bucket full to the face from hoshino <laughs> um another thing i want to mention briefly is abdullah kobayashi and his gimmicks yes. so the show i went to he was playing stan hansen which was awesome beating people with like a giant fucking <laughs> bull rope and chasing them around that was uh i love kobayashi so that was a, a, a a mark out moment for me. Yeah. And then the second day, moved. he and Ryota Harm were doing Stan Hansen calls across the, <laughs> uh, sort of from the ring to the crowd together. And yeah. then another note about that Poseidon splash match 
it had all the water, but then it had that moment when they got on the... I don't even remember who got on each cart. Oh, it was Ueki and Hoshino. Yeah. Yeah. And they sat on the carts and people ran, the, pushed the carts towards each other and they headbutted each other oh. and it was... Sickening. The, oh. I don't know if I've ever heard like a worse sound in my whole, in my whole life. It was really terrifying. Yeah, the only sound I've heard near that is in a starter match with Jungle Kyona and Hazuke, where just they locked up to do a test of strength and just headbutted each other and were down for about two minutes. Yeah. Because they just headbutted them. But they did yeah, it a couple times at Big Japan. Other. They kept oh. wheeling them back and pushing them. It was, it was a lot. And consider that they ran five shows in two days. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I know Phil said we only that. Went to, I mean, you guys went to two of them, but like, yeah. Oh, Phil went to, Phil went to a third one, yeah. and at that Phil. one, at that mm. one, Abdullah Kabayashi was dressed as Bruiser Brody. Mm. He came out with like a fake beard and everything on. So, so I should mention Phil actually got a shout out on the flagship. For anyone that listened to it, where he did, yeah. But Joe was like talking about how he wasn't sure who else was going, maybe even. Heat up fan Phil. Phil and then the there. next week he was like, oh, I was right. Phil went. Phil did go. But Phil's not here for some reason. So apparently he didn't want to make his podcast debut again. We'll see again next week, I guess. But I wouldn't get your hopes up. Um, let me think, though. So that was that was Big Japan, I guess. Really, I had a great time at the one show. It sounds like you guys had a great time. Yeah. I had a great time at both. Yeah, I, had I had a great, great time, time at both shows, really, for different. I thought the first show, I enjoyed the wrestling, I guess. From a technical standpoint, more than Wednesday, but I think I had a better time on Wednesday, just because of everything that happened, and I thought I thought it was a more loose show than than the first show. Yes, yeah, makes sense, I guess. I agree. But that was Big Japan, and uh, moving on now, Wednesday night <coughs> we saw a real burner of a match. You should have seen Taylor just now, like have yes. a little Here celebration. Why? MZ, everybody. The next what, hour of the podcast what is a fucking promotion. YMZ. What a to fucking YMZ. promotion YMZ turned out to be. They wanna, <laughs> someone introduce what this promotion well, is. Well, well, I'll say this, because I, I think I was the one who found out that they were running. Yeah, you emailed me and said about um, And I emailed everyone and I said, oh, YMZ is running, which is Kaori Yonayama's uh, promotion. But I didn't really know anything about it. I had never watched it. Um, well, it's very hard to watch. It's very yeah. hard to watch. So well, I they make air about four times a year, Nico. Yeah. But um, yeah. and I said, well, I'll keep my eye on it. I don't know. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't. And then they announced Manami Toyota would be there in the main event in a six-person tag. And I figured might as well go. There wasn't any other show running at the time. We w- there wasn't any show on Thursday either. So I figured we. Sh- we would go, and it was at Shinkiba First Ring, which I wanted to see, because yeah. I know Stardom runs there. Um, I've watched shows from them at Shinkiba First Ring and a couple other promotions. <coughs> so I figured on a whim, might as well go. I emailed them um, and put aside some tickets, and and we we headed out there. Yeah, I mean, that was my primary reason we're going, too. It was pretty much the same thing. I wanted to see Shinkiba, So I've also seen a lot of shows there over the years, but... I didn't get out there during my trip last year either, so this looked like my only chance to see it this time. And, you know, I wanted to see Manami Toyota, even though I had seen her live already in Jakara. It'd be co- it was cool to see her live one more time before she retired. But it ended up being such a great and fun show 
that um, I, I'm definitely happy that I went. Um, YMZ, everybody. To help it was one of my. It was one of my top shows. I think they only had four. So they only had four matches. All with a 15 minute time limit. Right, and then after the show, they had about an hour or so of extracurriculars. I don't know if it was called something like a <laughs> festival or anything. They did. Tri- they did like quiz questions well i mean they did they had it go to a 15 minute time limit at the main event right it but was manami toyota asuka the japanese one and psycho against yoni Yama, Kodo- asami kadoka and best stretch man mort's favorite yes um which is daichi kasara from yeah. kasara yeah but they went to a 15 minute time limit and then decided that that wasn't good enough they wanted to have a winner so Toyota and Yoniyama had a tongue twister contest. Which Yoniyama won, so then they did musical chairs. Yeah, Toyota refused the tongue twister contest on a technicality because Yoniyama had made her laugh. Right, so they did musical chairs and Best Stretch Man won musical chairs, and then they did a. And Manami Jura wasn't very happy no. there. Yeah. Best <laughs> Stretch Man defeated her in musical chairs. In the finals. They were the finals, finals. yes. Was that a shoot? Because I, I think it was, I was a shoot. It was a shoot. Like, how can you? Yeah, how yeah, could you do musical chairs as a work? Because, it would be very hard. Because Yoniyama owns a promotion, and she looked like best dress like, man. Oh, you no. didn't <laughs> just beat Manami Jura in musical chairs. You didn't just do this. <laughs> yeah, they were really going at it. Then they had like a life. They had Makoto come out in a bikini and had a life drawing contest, and Kadoka got eliminated because he. He didn't. He drew her without tips because he said he'd run out of time. <laughs> and and Oscar won that, right? Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, Toyota. No, Toyota won. Won. Oh, Toyota won. That's right. So I, Oscar made such a great impression on me in that match. I thought I thought it's a she or they. I don't know. She. She. Okay. Isn't it a they? Because she says genderless wrestler, so that's why I was a little confused. I believe but, it. I believe it's she. I think okay. I'm gonna say she. So okay. I'm gonna say she for now. I don't think that's offensive but if it is they someone let me know and i'll change it next time but i thought she was amazing yeah and really good she would make such an impression on me that when i saw her walk out of the g i'm pretty sure like 90 percent sure i saw her walk out of the g1 on friday and i just tweeted out i think i just saw oscar at the g1 and immediately someone replies like she flew over there and flew back for yeah. takeover right away and i was like i wasn't even thinking in my head like oh yeah there's a far more famous wrestler with, yeah. the, name, with the name Oscar. I'm like, no, the Oscar she, from Wave. I'm sorry. She was at the Seedling Show. She was at the Seedling yeah, Show, too. Taylor and I went to on Thursday. Friday. She Friday. didn't, she she didn't wrestle, Mama. but she was there, I think, just helping out. She was promoting Wave as well. Yeah. Wave had a show, I think, today. I know, which I really wanted today. to go to, but we couldn't. Well, no, yesterday. Saturday, yesterday. Saturday, yeah. We couldn't figure out a way to make it work with the, with the trains and get to on time for the G1. But, but yeah, but as far as YMZ itself goes... Um, that was an awesome, yeah. awesome show. I actually thought match three was pretty damn good. Gentile. I thought two, th- I thought two, three, and four were all good. Yeah. I mean, and I liked the first one, the but first it was one more. I didn't it was know more the comedy. The first, first one was one. comedy. What? You knew in Ignored Love Arm yes. number one. <laughs> that was the translation of one of the wrestlers. Why is the joke that Cherry, that no one ever wants to sleep with Cherry? She's very attractive. Yeah, she's I don't get very it. Very attractive. She's got this persona that she's. Forever 21, Cherry. I gotcha. Um, except she's, I think, I you know, don't want to offend her, but I believe she's 36. I gotcha. Um, so it's an age joke. Yeah, it, she's sort of been, she's 
been 21 for about 15 years um, gotcha. and all the 21 year old guys are you know no they, they were more they were more interested in her partners and she kept throwing her own partners out of the ring to when you know when she was asking them <coughs> i think she actually said like do you like sex something like she said who do you want to have sex with yeah but um but yeah that was that was the, fir- the first match was hilarious but yeah the, the rest of the show i thought was really good i mean that main event was awesome it was, um, I yeah, think, probably one of the top three matches I've seen while I've been So it was there. Toyota, Psycho, and Asuka, right? That was one team. Yes. Yeah. Against, against Izami Kodaka, um, Yona Yama, 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 and, and Best Stretch, Best Stretch Man, 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 any fucking weird indie he can get his teeth. Well, yeah, he's, you can just tell him that he can wear his Dragon Ball gear, and he's booked. Yeah. He, he takes the booking. I mean, he, he, lo- he just wrestles everywhere, man. I love him. Yeah, but, he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was great. Toyota was obviously great. I can't um, believe... Yeah, Toyota did the moonsault and everything. Toyota, she, I mean, she was awesome. Like, she she looks like she doesn't have to retire ever. No. But I get why, you know, you want her, but finally. But, like, yeah, she still looked mm-hmm. as good as she did last time I saw her it was like seven years ago and I got a shirt from her before the show she signed it she was very she was very nice um, so yeah oh we didn't even mention more so when during the pre-show um, the, the guy's like warming up okay yes. and we're in the, the referee's doing like warm-ups in Japanese and then all of a sudden he sees me and Morton sit in second row and me Morton Quinlan actually and like stops and goes ah like, <laughs> yeah and he's like where are <laughs> Where are you from? And you know we're like uh, America, New York, and then we're like Denmark, and like what for some reason New York got like the biggest standing ovation because he turns back to the crowd and goes New Yorku, and the people are like yeah. <laughs> I think they were just so excited to see fucking foreigners come all the way from the other side of the world to go to YMZ. Like they were so happy. Then yeah, Yonayama lost her mind when I was like from Denmark. Yeah. She like she stood over us and be on the other side of the arena like. And she just jumped and clapped. Yeah. And, like, ah! and then when we, and then later on, when he was doing, having us do the towel wave, like he pointed to us again. He's like, "Look, New York!" Yeah. The towel. <laughs> they were very, very excited to have foreigners there. Yeah. I got the impression it was not a regular thing for them at all. Yes. Yeah. I guess we should also say before the show, Kyoko Kamura was outside with her food truck. Yeah. And was making people all different food, including. Wild boar tacos that Taylor and I had. Yeah, it's funny because they had they were very good. They had taco on the thing. And I was like, okay, it's written in katakana, so they probably mean like Mexican taco, not because taco means octopus in Japanese. So I was like, hopefully it's not. I'm not. We're not ordering octopus right now. But well, yeah, Mexican it's, octopus. It's very important to say tacos Mexico. Yeah, that if, is if you Mexican say, tacos. If you just say taco, they'll be like octopus. What? <laughs> like, yes. What but um, yeah, but she was doing all, she was making all that. I should add in a furry Chris Wolf hat, which, in the heat, was, you know, fair play to her. I mean, we we really could talk all night about YMCA. I want to keep talking. We about didn't YMCA. even talk about the the the, the second half the, of the, the show. The second half of the show where we did a we did traditional a tradi- dance. We did a traditional Japanese yeah, they, dance, they, and there was a guy that had to instruct us in front of the entire crowd how to do the dance. Yeah, well, but, he turned and. They were doing it, and we didn't really understand what was going on. I mean, that was true of the last hour of the show when they were doing a whole bunch of things strictly in Japanese that we didn't really understand. And then they started doing this dance, 
And he turned to us, and in English, he said, oh, this is a traditional Japanese dance. Yeah. And then we were then pushed into the center of the room. And To be yeah. honest, none of us are sure whether it dance. was, or whether it was just sort of this elaborate prank with the <laughs> couple of hundred people there against it seemed like the, it seemed like everyone else didn't know the dance either. Yami so. yes. <laughs> didn't know the dance. Yes, and just... we danced it to Yonayama's theme song, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they could have been a prank the way you guys. But they filmed it. Doing it as well. Yeah. Right. They he... filmed it, and I think it'll be on YouTube. It's, yeah. I think because they promoted the YouTube. So channel. we didn't talk, by the way, about Shinkiba at all. That was a that was a really cool venue. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I can't wait to go back. It's far out of the way, but I. Uh, but actually, okay. It's in a Japanese, strange place. The it's Japanese people place. complain like of all the time. They say like no one wants to go out to Shinkiba. You have like the greatest train system in the world. Yes. These transfers take like five minutes each. Where like you were the one who said it. Remember you said like the yeah. same trip. We would have been stuck there waiting for a fucking subway for like forty minutes. Yeah. On each transfer in New York. In, in yeah. England, so, in, it was like eleven. 30 at night you probably wouldn't have even got a train yeah. in England so like we th that, that trip took like 45 minutes which is nothing so you know like the same trip in New York would take like 2 hours but it is in a weird place where you get off the train and you walk about 5 minutes and you get to a point where you go is this it, it's like a bunch of warehouses yes and then there's a little sign that says Shinkiba First <laughs> Ring and it has an arrow and you just kind of walk that way and then you and it is a wrap. Yeah, you've got like a trash can and half a fence by yeah. it, and it's just. And it's the only venue we've gone to where I can smoke outside. Where I can just leave the arena and go back in. Dude, there's yeah. a weird little. Well, no, that's not true because Sumo Hall you can too. There's well, a, yeah, you can go on a little yeah. area, but. But there's. But yeah, the um, the weirdest thing about Shinkiba to me was a weird little house in the front that seemed like have all these discarded appliances in it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? But um, yeah, it reminded me a lot of Differ Ariake. Which doesn't even really exist anymore, but the same kind of vibe where you're going all the way out to the water, you know, it's like right on the water. Um, it's a warehouse, except I liked it a lot better than Differ. Differ was okay, but Shinkiba was very intimate. You know, they why does he sold the fucking place out too? Yeah, <laughs> you know, they filled the two hundred seated, two all two hundred seats I think. So, but yeah, I mean, um, it was cool. I like definitely recommend going to it. Don't let Japanese people scare your scare your way. Because they they're so used to every trip taking twenty minutes here, <laughs> it's still great. It's not that far. But I feel yeah. I just want to say I feel in love with seeing Keeper First Ring. I think it's a shaman when you. I really love yeah. being there, and I can't wait to go back, which we'll do alone two yeah. times next week. And so I just can't wait. The whole time, it's both Be times for the because it's stardom. It's a much different experience than going to Korea. No, one for stardom, one for zero one. Oh yeah, yeah zero, zero one. And I'll also be there for one. for God's world with. So the, zero one, you and fifteen members of the Yakuza. Yes, <laughs> it'll be very interesting. But I just think it's such it's such an intimate place, and you really you can meet the every wrestler you want there almost. Yeah, like I mean, they come out and you can talk with them because you're not in a rush to get out, so other people can get ahead in the line. Because you have these 200 people there. It feels like an idealized, like, American indie venue. I was venue just going to say that. Where yeah. it kind of looks and is the size of a venue that someone would run, but it doesn't have any of the kind of... I mean, you're watching Japanese wrestling, so obviously the in-ring stuff is very different. But when you go to an American independent wrestling like i live in new york and i go to laboom which is where evolve runs all the time and it kind of has a similar vibe of it's a small place now that's a latin nightclub but during the day it's not but it has a similar vibe of it's kind of smaller 
you're very close to the ring. The wrestlers are out before and after the show, kind of at the long table, so you can meet them and interact with them. Yeah, which is not the case of a lot of other Japanese shows. Um, well, when you go to Kurokamis. But so obviously the, the audience is different and the wrestling is different, so that's why I say idealized, because there's a lot... You know, at indie shows, the audience can sometimes <laughs> hinder hinder a show, I guess. I'm trying to... I'm trying to uh, Yes. I gave I gave my Twitter handle out yeah. at the beginning of the show. I don't want to be <laughs> don't at nice. don't at me don't at me about yes. American independent wrestling, please. Uh, the crowd fucking suck. I just I'll say it. You can you can <laughs> yes. add me. John, yeah, add John. Yeah, add John about it. Fuck American wrestling. Yeah, and I don't even watch um, American wrestling anymore. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little late, but uh, you guys talking about your experience at like going to YMZ, yeah, with, like as foreigners, yeah. kind of mirrors like my experience with like a lot of the underground, the really underground idol groups that I go to see. Like they're always like in like I like I, I, I can speak Japanese so I go up to them and I talk to them in Japanese a little bit and then I say I'm from America and they're like holy shit America what why are you here yeah they're very like they're how very, do you confused. even know about us kind of thing yeah that's what that's kind of what YMZ was was feeling but because it's not like like some Japanese wrestling promotions have a robust uh, Western social media oh, presence they're not one of them. Yeah, um, I mean, I went when we went to Stardom today. I saw Yoni Armo just in the corridor, yeah. and went and spoke to her and just said, "Oh, I went to YMZ the other night and really enjoyed it." Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, thank you very much." And was really excited yeah. that anyone could possibly mo- mention YMZ at a Stardom <laughs> show. But yeah, I mean, Yoni, she's awesome. I like she her is. a lot. But YMZ, everybody, we did talk. We about did it. it. No, we I talked about it the longest point. of any promotion. I have one more point. Oh, <laughs> an important point. In general, that if you go to wrestling in Tokyo, don't skip the small shows. No. Exactly. And yeah. because none of us knew what YMC is. Yeah. And you'll probably explore something different, unique, that you will most likely enjoy and have a great time at. Yeah. Well, and I have something related to that, which is a more general point. I mean, it is about YMC, but also about all the wrestling. Is that I feel that, and we've, Mort and I have talked about this briefly, but wrestling in japan seems more of a positive first experience and that people i think look very much to enjoy something before they look to critique it yeah which i think makes it easier to go to these shows where the fans are always having a good time like it's very easy to go to a show and get kind of taken away when you're in a full crowd of people who are all enjoying it, as opposed to sometimes you can go to a show, other places where, you know, people <laughs> might sit on their hands or might do whatever, where that's kind of a barrier to enjoying the show, even if the in-ring is really good. Sometimes that can be a barrier. So go to these shows, because even if you don't know anyone um, or in, in the ring, or even if you go by yourself, out of the ring in the crowd the the kind of outlook of the japanese fans i think takes a lot of these shows that would probably in other places be fine shows okay shows and really makes them much more enjoyable i mean japanese fans are there to sit there and watch wrestling and love wrestling so you know that's the that's the general atmosphere of japanese shows not people i mean there was there was a girl sitting in front of us who like was so happy when yeah. any woman on the show did, just did anything. 
Like, she was so excited for every single woman on the show, like, hitting a drop kick. She'd be like, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're so thrilled about it. Yes. So, like, that's the kind of atmosphere you're going to get at a Japanese wrestling show. I think we mentioned it on the Dragon Gate podcast as well. Yeah. Open the Voice Gate. We said that whereas in a lot of companies you'll get fans who are there to yell abuse at the wrestlers or they will be, in some cases, downright rude in... But certainly at Dragon Gate and at other promotions, they're there to tell the wrestlers how much they love them. And yeah. they really are just the happy... It's nice to see a crowd that are that loud and are just happy rather than that loud and sweary. And yeah, bitter and yeah. angry. I don't know what I don't know what it is about American wrestling that we destroyed. We, we like, beat down our own... I, I, I actually think a lot of it might be WWE's fault that they've beaten down people for, like, 15 fucking years yeah. and told them how much everything they like sucks, that people are just... Very bitter and angry all the time. I don't know. No, that's, my working, that's my working. That's my working. Yeah, and there's the point that that um, oh, now what am I trying to say? That things haven't <laughs> gone. They haven't been properly done in WWE per se. So I think people, even when they get away from WWE, have learned to distrust yeah. what is going to happen. Like, oh, I'm enjoying. This thing, this wrestler, this story, but oh, at any moment, it's something bad could happen. Something bad could happen because well, I've been in the past someone I really like. Something, so I think it's ingrained I mean, in them to mistrust the the people who are booking or performing or or whatever. Yeah, Western fan. That's a great way to put it. Like Western fans have like such negative. You know, emotional connotations and stuff to what they what they've gone through. Well, and I it's also really, think it was really bad. I also think there's a respect here um, between the fans and the wrestlers, and the wrestlers and the fans going both ways. That I think oftentimes doesn't exist in um, at least America. I mean, that's where I have most of my experience watching. Where I know a lot of times in America, I'll see someone. You know, say, oh, so-and-so, you know, didn't like this match I had or didn't like this thing I did. Oh, but they they don't know anything because they've never wrestled before. So their opinion is not valid. Whereas I feel like Japanese wrestlers would not would not say that. You know, would I, yeah. I don't think they behave that way. I mean, every wrestler I've met on the trip has been... Happy over, you know, more than happy to meet me and say thank you for coming. Yeah. You know, we really enjoyed having you, and I've been welcome everywhere I've gone. Where mm. in in America, sometimes the feeling can be if you don't like it, fuck off. Then yeah. you can yeah. then you can go, and we'll be we'll be fine because we do our own thing, and that's yeah. what we want to do. Um, but I mean, you know, a lot of it's Western versus Eastern cultures and stuff like that. But right. um. um there was one last thing that I wanted to say, and now I totally lost track of it. That was spending even more <laughs> just time like on we, Just like we predicted, <laughs> YMZ we would go long. Like an hour it was such a great experience. I mean, it was so much fucking fun. And we had no idea what, to, what we went But Okay, so I remember what I was going to say now. I mean, this isn't to say that, like, it's not so... It's, I, I still think it is important to be critical of what you watch, too, and to be... Absolutely. It's fun to do that, too, and, like, to give star ratings and all that. I just think where a lot of Western fans go wrong is you don't have to do it at the show. Like, I hear 
Ring of Honor crowds like start yelling about like, oh, you missed that spot or oh, you fucked that up or like if that happens in a New Japan match, people just move the fuck on and start yelling for the favorite wrestler. Like you can be critical. Like there is a time and a place to be critical, and you know I I'm critical on this podcast all the time, but it's not while you're at the fucking show. It's not screaming things at the fan at the wrestlers. So I think that's where a lot of Western fans get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Like, like, there's there's definitely a time and place to be critical, but like when you're there, you should at least show your support. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's what, and that's I what mean, a lot of Western fans. One promotion I think in Britain <clears throat> that gets it really right is Pro Wrestling Eve, where you can be loud and you can there's a lot of chants that go on and you know everyone has a lot of fun, but everyone's there to support each other rather than attack each other. Yeah, and I mean. They have a rule, a bit like Progress, where they have actually banned people and said, you know, you're not welcome because you're a toxic <laughs> influence on this promotion. Um, like, I'm not talking function. about wrestlers, I'm talking about fans. Yeah. They've said, you know, you're now blacklist, blackboard. I wish Ring of Honor would do that. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I will say, as much as, uh, you know, the people debate about chance and everything and the positive and the negative, I, I really don't miss the chance. No, <laughs> not at all. I don't, I don't miss even the, even the good ones like a progress or ring or whatever. I really don't miss them at all. I kind of like it. I like the atmosphere that everyone's really into it and enthusiastic. But sometimes it can go a bit far. I yeah. think. And Mort said the first show we saw the the Big Japan show. You said to me because it was my first show of the trip, and you said your hands will be really tired from clapping yeah but you yourself won't be tired i feel sometimes you go to shows in america and you feel so compelled to have a constant stream of noise chants clapping booing yelling all these things that by the end of a two and a half three hour show you're totally wiped out from essentially having to put in all this work to say, oh, you know, to prove to people, I care about this or I don't like this. We're here. There are times when it gets very quiet, but uh, it might only be quiet for 15 seconds and then people will get loud again or it might stay quiet. But I feel it's more natural here where the energy comes from a more natural place of I'm excited about what just happened or what I think might happen. So it's less tiring here to expend natural excited energy. Oh, I'm so excited. Here's the energy I actually have to give rather than saying, okay, it's the first 15 to 30 seconds of a match and we have to make noise because Mm -hmm. if we don't make noise, we're not a good crowd or, or this wrestler will think that we don't care or, all these different things. I will say, none of what we just said applies to modern WWE crowds who just have gotten around all this by not making any noise at all. <laughs> so God bless them. Yes. <laughs> that was a great point. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great point. Um, so while we were talking about that, the chance, my, my buddy Quinlan, who apparently doesn't want to talk on the podcast, texted me that, that he's glad the Japanese fans didn't chant, you still gotta at Shibata. Because you know they totally would have done that in the West if that happened here. They would have shit you still got at him for walking out and saying he's alive. But we'll get to that. Uh, that was a very emotional moment. So, 
moving on from YMZ after <laughs> like 25 fucking minutes or whatever, however long we spent on that show. Um, the next show you guys went to was uh, Seedling, right? We, uh, Mark and I went to Seedling, and Mort and Phil went to Pure J at Corican. Mark and I went to Seedling at in Yokohama at Yokohama Radiant Hall, which is run by a few different promotions. Stardom runs there. Um, All Japan runs there. Yes. Um, it was very. Uh, it was an interesting experience. Yokohama is about an hour away from Tokyo, um, on the train. So we took the train, and we had a vague address of where the building was, and we got to the address where we thought it was, and it was just an office building. Yeah. And we said, well, this is not it. There was an office building and a church. And we thought, well, it can't be either of those. So So we must have gotten lost. We looked up an address again. And we said, no, this is it. Maybe it's around the corner. And we turned the corner and there was a sign for the show. And it turned out we were in the right place. So the building, just if you've ever gone to a doctor's office (laughs) in in like an office building setting, not in like a medical er center like a dental clinic yeah like a dental clinic and you walk in and it's tile lobby and there's you know flowers up and there's elevators it looked like that we walked in and then it's just a kind of room on the first floor um just an open room yeah um, i i thought it was an interesting venue i don't know if i really loved it or disliked it. i don't know if i had strong feelings either way it was kind of just like a, it was a just small a, venue. It was just a room. It was just really routine. a room to me. Shinkiba kind of has, you know, bench areas, and it has the raised stage, and it's in a kind of interesting place where this kind of was. It's in a city area that's not really very descriptive. No, it's a more industrial area, I'd say. And you walk in, and it's just a white room, really. Um, yeah, sounds like it's more of an insanity test than a wrestling venue. Yeah, so but again, the um, wrestlers were a little bit more casual, so you could go up and speak to them and take a picture and buy merch. Yeah, and the show, well, I thought the show was excellent. Um, it really was. Yeah, I really like I really like Seedling. I um, since they started, I don't even know how long ago that was. Now at this point, like two years. Two years. Yeah. Um, I've always really liked them, and I thought the show was really good. They ran a tournament, U seven tournament, which I believe is for wrestlers who have been wrestling less less than than seven years. years. Um, So we got a lot of singles matches, which I thought were great, and then we got a great tag match in the middle of the show. The singles match I have to mention: they had Kaiori from Ice Ribbon, Mm. who is (laughs) fourteen and looks sort of ten. But she is just amazing. She was really good, although there was one moment where she got kicked in the head and I thought she had actually been knocked out. Yeah. Because she fell out of the ring and about eight people immediately rushed to her side and the ref was snapping his fingers in her face and I went, oh. Because it had looked like a a real kick. Her head snapped back. I mean, when they announced her when they announced the brackets, they he literally drew the names before the show, and she got put against Takumi Aroha, mm. who is, if you haven't seen her, she's, how can I describe her? Solid, <laughs> and, 
Yeah, hits hard. She could knock me out <laughs> easily. But I thought I thought she was just going to murder Kyori, but it was just such a so full of fight and so full of fire. Yeah, so I back and forth. I noticed, and I don't know if I talked to Mort about this at the Pure J show. You were so I was in the front. Mark and I were in the front row at Seedling. And I watched a lot of Joshi, you know, I'm not the number one Joshi expert of the world, but I watch a, a good amount of it. And I don't know if it was because I was there live, because I was in the front row, but I really noticed at Seedling that they were not holding back. Yeah. When they hit each other with forearms, you hear it. And yeah. it sounds and they were doing, like, very painful. Chest, and it was just... Thudding. It's, it's just it's every Joshi promotion, as far as I can tell. But yeah. they did it at Stardom too. It's not. Yeah, they did it at they did it at Stardom, but slightly to a lesser degree than at Seedling. When mm. I really felt that they were, I yeah. mean, they were, de- they were degrees away from I see from Even, shooting. Yeah, in my in my opinion, and that's something having watched on video. I don't know if I didn't pick it up, or maybe it was just this certain show. Because of the wrestlers they had, but it was really in person, pretty pretty eye opening to, to watch them yeah. really just. I remember when not they, hold back when they used to bring the Joshi wrestlers over to Jakara. The Jakara men would always say that they, they hit harder than any male wrestler they've yeah. ever been up against. So I think that was like JWP and Sendai girls women at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so they, they've always had a rep for just like they beat the fuck. I mean, have you ever seen a uh, Gaiora girls? documentary oh yeah i have no well, i haven't then, seen then it if you've seen that you would know yeah because, like, you they, know why they do yeah i mean they, they set move or get them they fucking beat the shit out of each other so you know it is what it is i mean the, the way I, the way i look at it is you, people some people try to get like very moralizing about it but at the end of the day if you're a japanese woman who actually just wants to beat the shit out of somebody it's a it's a much better like what career options do you really have? Yeah. <laughs> like some people just want to beat the shit out of each other, right? And you know you don't have that many career options to do that if you're a Japanese woman. So that, that's what they chose. We God should, bless them. We should really talk about the tag match in the middle. I think. Yeah. Was, I think it's the best non New Japan main event match that we've seen all week. Although it wasn't the main event, tech. No, it wasn't it the was, main event technically. It although it certainly match, felt like the main event, which was really nice because you had. Nane Takahashi, who owns the promotion, and Arisa Nakajima, Mima Shimoda, Tsukasa Fuchimoto, who are sort of stars and legends, and they just came out in the third match and had this sort of amazing 20-minute slugfest. Yeah, and Taka, speak, going back to the point about it really being stiff, uh, Arisa Nakajima... Takahashi had her up in a, some kind of like a splash mountain position, yeah. but flipped her around, like threw her up and flipped her around and kneed her in the face. Yeah, and almost it like looked, a splash mountain into a go to sleep. Right. Jesus. It looked so painful, and she, and I said, oh, that looked, yeah, that looked terrible. And she came up and she was, I think she might have chipped a tooth. She I was a, not sure. I, I went and spoke to her after the match, and she had a chipped tooth and had blood sort of down her under her nose and you talked to her and she she made conversation but she wasn't there yeah she, she was dazed she was out of her she was just, but it was an it was an amazing match i i i thought 
Um, certainly, it wasn't the main event, as I mentioned, but certainly worthy of uh, main of main events, and certainly of the quality of some other um, seedling mm-hmm. main events I've seen at least uh, this year. Definitely, I think, as I said, I think it's the best non-New Japan main event I've seen a week, easily. That was seedling. Um, any final thoughts about the show? Um, no, it was great. Check it. Out. Check it out when it. Definitely check it out, although I'd say the main event I didn't, personally I didn't feel was as good. I enjoyed it, but it was a certain, it was a, it was a, not really a story match, but really more of a trying to get over a point of something more than trying to have a all out. I mean, it was Rin Kadakura and Yoshiko, and Rin Kadakura was really good and played a really good underdog, but... Yoshiko just beat the fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite honest about how I, I don't like the whole Akiyasukura thing that happened. But that aside, I, I just have never seen anything from her. Even when she was first in Stardom, I just, she seems to get pushed so hard, and I just don't see anything special about her. She's just a big, you know, a big wrestler who can and hit hard and but really can't have a good match mm. I don't know that I've ever seen a match of hers that I thought well that's a reason to watch her again mm. I guess that's fair I mean I've liked I liked her a little more than that but I've liked her and she was o- she was over at the show oh, I mean people were over. very into her but I mean there's always going to be a place for that kind of wrestler in Joshi so yeah absolutely <coughs> Alright, so Mort, do you want to talk about Pure J? I want to skip over it really quickly because okay. just because of the time limits. But it was a good show and they ran the small Corrigan setup, but they almost sold it out. I think they drew over a thousand people. Yeah, they, they did pretty good by all they accounts. They did more than Noah. Yeah, yeah, they did more than Noah. Noah was the least attended show yeah. I went to at Corrigan <laughs> this week. And I went to Noah and Heat Up yeah. and Pure J. And Stardom. in about eight days, I think. Stardom, Heat Up, and Pure J all outdrew Heat Up. Uh, uh, Noah. Noah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm really not that surprised by any no. of them. No. But I called Heat Up drawing well, by the way. To you Taylor. did. You did. Because I knew they'd draw well. They yeah. drew almost a thousand too. Heat but we'll up, get to that. Heat Up, honestly, was the shock show for me. Because I... I guess we're getting to it now. <laughs> we can wait. I don't mind. Can I just say for, for a second that um, uh, the main event of Pure J was great and... There was a ladder match, and that was weird to see at Kurgan Hall in Japan. Yeah. So ladder match. And we had seen a DDT. Yeah. It was male versus female as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was, because it was Mikami and <coughs> Kazuki, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah. And Mikami was on that show? Yeah, yeah. he wrestled the, an intergender ladder match. I totally <laughs> forgot he's still around. I always forget he's still around until another boy's show drops. And it's like, oh yeah, Mikami. Yeah, so it was just great, but... Oh, I want to say something about Pure J. Oh, I want to say something about the crowd. Because that's the most... It's not the most silent crowd I've been in, because that was Noah. But it was it was not as loud as the Quite male promotions though. we've gone to. Yeah. The other male promotions, yeah. that is Noah. It was like the crowd, they didn't chant as much, and they didn't clap as much. They were more just taking pictures and looking and watching. So it was a different experience, I thought. Yeah, that was the case with Seedling, too. But I was about to say that 
that would go for all Yoshi shows. But we went to Stardom, and that crowd was on fire. Yeah, that crowd was fire. So I can't say that's the case for all Yoshi. But that was the case for Pure J. And <coughs> let's move on. <laughs> heat up. Another show heat I didn't up. go to. So heat up. Talk about heat up, everybody. Yeah. People heat probably. Up. Oh, wait, actually, no. Before that, we talk about the first night of the G1, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah, that was right. Do you want to just talk them? Do you yeah, let's just end with uh, all three. Just, okay, well, I'm in all three. So we're making you sit through and like an hour plus of projects you've never heard of. We only got Heat Up left, and we have. Oh, we also oh, have Star Star Yes, yeah. okay. Heat Up. All right, if you haven't heard of these promotions, you should have done, and hopefully you'll check them out by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I did do a. I did that, what's it called? The two uh, the episodes, like the Crash Course and the Joshi Crash Course. And I don't think we talked about any of these promotions, so. <laughs> Except maybe except uh, seedling. I think we talked about seedling. But all right. But so, anyway, heat so up. Do, do we want to go heat, heat up, up real quick? Yeah, yeah, go through heat up. Come heat on. up. Just what the fuck is heat up? Tell people. Heat up. We need Phil. Yeah, we need Phil. Phil knows everything about heat up. He's the main reason I think a lot of us went. Yeah. Certainly, me. I didn't. I hadn't actually ever gotten around to watching one of their shows. Yeah, me neither. And it was literally his enthusiasm that encouraged me to just say oh yeah well why not uh, honestly I think in terms of in-ring it was the, the best show we've been to it was really? great well not New as Japan a, as, but like, wow. as like a whole show rather than just one match wow I think yeah, I thought it was the best excellent all round show we've been like to I, I may agree I actually will, I will say this I thought it was good but I am way off from you I remember leaving the show. You were like, "It was the best in-ring show we've seen all yeah. all week," and I'm not even in the same stratosphere. Like I thought. No, you think YMZ. YMZ, Seedling, Dragon Gate, obviously New Japan, but that's a different type. Yeah, that's sorry. a different kind of yeah. category. We can't, you can't compare really compare. Anything. I and I really liked the last two matches, but I just. I just thought Tito was thought, so great in the ring. Yeah. I was very stiff. Just. And there was a comedy match. It's a promotion that had a comedy Royal Rumble, which I'd probably give four stars. Which I can't imagine any past Royal Rumble that I've ever seen being that good. Just on a constant, it. Fuck you, WWE. There were moments where you. There were moments in others where you think, oh yeah, that's good, and it lasts for a couple of minutes, then it's dull for a few. But this was just constantly really good on and on. And it went for sort of 20 minutes with just that like the, the most random cast of guys coming in, like Leona, then Tatsumi Fujinami, <laughs> Lingerie Muto. Scary star guy. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? Megastar Mega 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 Man 1? Megastar Man 1. That was like going to a basement in the show and like yeah. back home yeah. Yeah. when he came out. It was so weird. Everyone was put on that show. Yeah, <laughs> Minio Fujita was there. I'm glad he's gonna find time off from the death matches now. Oh no, not no. Minoru. Minio oh. Fujita, um, we should say, is different from Minoru Fujita, who used to be a straight wrestler and is now a death match guy. Because he got divorced. Yeah, who we he also got divorced. Saw. He's actually got t-shirts that say, mm. I'm divorced now, fuck the world. <laughs> um, but Minoru Fujita related, is yeah. a very attractive, well turned out young man yes. who is a bit sleazy and Seems to like grabbing guys' dicks in spots, so whatever makes you, you know, whatever, but whatever pulls a crowd, um, or pulls a dick. Um, he, yeah, he was in it. Who else was in it? There were 
there were sort of 25 guys in it. Um, now I'm trying to think. I've watched too much wrestling now. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember. The main event. Can we talk about the main yeah. event of Eda? That was, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Kazuhiro Tomura. Right. And yeah. uh, what's his name? Daisuke Kanahira. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was a great match. I thought it was very good. And, and until uh, New Japan coming up, we'll talk about it, had the the two... Well, the the show, the previous match, the tag title, the tag title match had a oh, yeah, had a tough oh, bump, and but this one had the Hurricanrana where he landed on his kind of hero landed on his right on his noggin, just wow. on his forehead. That was the scariest part. But now, on, but, but then we went to <laughs> then we went to see Omega Knight yeah. today, and now it's just the seventh most dangerous spot we've seen. But he landed right on his head, and I thought, oh no, that, <laughs> I thought he was that could dying. be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I really liked the match too. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Yeah. We should I guess we should talk about some of the other matches on the card as well because it was such an all round good card. I mean they had a, they had, <laughs> we're trying to push it forward a bit here, but we had a they had like a Gato move Joshi match just randomly on there with Emmy Sakura and five of her students, and it was just again just really amazing stuff. Just really, really fun wrestling and really great wrestling. And it just, you thought, you know, these are six people who aren't any, really anything to do with this promotion and they're going all out as well because it's a big show. Yeah, because Kurikin. Everybody always tries to damage the Kurikin unless you're in New Japan. <laughs> um, well, I'll just say that people should check it out when they are some Nico Pro, which it will do. That's okay. all heat up shows there are some Nico Pro. Alright, so. Let's get to Stardom, which yes. is a show I actually went to, and I, I had a fucking awesome time at Stardom. Oh, yeah. So we had, what, me, uh, Taylor, and Todd oh, Martin, yeah. who's still, again, not on the show either. But, He's um, in Big Japan. Yeah. Oh, he went to Big Japan, he really? Did. I didn't know. Yeah, he just went to Big Japan. Um, so, so me, Taylor, and Todd all had front row to Stardom. Um, you guys had, like, what, second row? Second row. Yeah, He's right had, behind you. Yeah, I, I turned was, around at one It was a crazy thing. It was sort of half the price for second row, but... What what was the price for second row? Seven thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. And it was sort of thirteen thousand. Yeah, it was thirteen thousand for front row. If I knew that, because they they just tell you it's like A. They don't tell you second yeah. row. Right. So if I knew that, I might have done. But it I think A goes all the way back to the, yeah. like, the, the orange chair. It yeah, could so be sixth row. Right. It could be seventh row. Yeah. We, I think we were just lucky to get yeah. second. But I mean, I'm not. I don't. Regret. I don't have any. Thank you, Chris Wolf. They, they fought right in our laps, basically. Oh, so I don't have any. Chris Wolf particularly fighting in our laps. She brawled in front of us. And saw I had my phone out to take a photo, and took my phone and took a photo of her opponent as she was beating her down. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the show was great. I mean, the, other than the opening match, everything was fucking off. Which again, yeah. you shouldn't expect that much out of yeah. the twelve-year-old. Yeah, the opening but, match was sort of. Yeah, but I thought everything else in the show was teenagers. really good. I mean, it's largely if you watch if you watch Stardom now, or maybe even if you don't, if you watch Stardom, it's. The exact kind of show I think Stardom kind of does, which is that the first few matches are really sometimes fine yeah. or not much to write home about. Not bad, but just yeah. kind of there. And then you get, but once you get to the top, you know, usually three or four matches, you're expecting, I think, in terms of Joshi or even in terms of wrestling in general, some of the some of the best. Uh, matches and wrestlers. I mean, and Io Shirai returned at this show. 
so obviously she's great and seeing her in person to me i've watched a ton of her matches but there's something about seeing her in person where there's an extra something that she has where you see her and you go oh that is a that is, the that star. is why star. she's the ace yep. she's a star you're gonna really feel it when i mean you see I, her live. I actually wow. i feel it with you with mayu too i mean she has a yeah. different kind of attraction a different kind of like magnetism but you look at her and you just want to cheer you know yes. like she's she's more of a she's even more of a classic baby face you is like more you know even when she was a baby face she's more cocky whereas um mayu is just like I don't know. She's just like pure baby face. Yeah. But yeah. she's so like you could say even like to, to compare them. I don't know. If you compare can compare. It's a comparison that doesn't really help either one. But you could say that Mario is the Ricky Steamboat and Eo is the Ric Flair. Yeah, that's a great that's a great comparison. And they both have something you know that really makes you want to watch them. So I I, I thought Mario was awesome. Eo was awesome. Just having them right there in front of us was awesome. Yeah. And it's the, ver- the first and probably only time in my life I was protected by 14-year-old girls. So yeah. That was yes, awesome. and they it happened at the Seedling show, too. When anyone gets near you at those shows or there's any potential for something to go into the crowd, you will see you have never seen people run faster to protect the crowd yeah. than, yeah. These pe- than the girls at ringside yeah. run I mean, to protect you. And they get in front of you, and they will not let anything by. I mean, yeah. the, yes. the, the trainees just, like, she pressed herself up against my knee and was just like, you know, like just shaking with like intensity at her task. And I was like, this is a very dedicated teenage girl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, Gaijin fan. But it was, uh, I mean, it was very, very I've funny. never seen that at any other, well, any Western promotion, I think. I've been at shows when there've been dives into the crowd and I've been kicked in the face. And yeah. I mean, I, I've I had people land on me and. Kobashi Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and know what? They're sure as fuck with anybody coming over to protect me then. Well, <laughs> yeah, I thought the show was really good. The six, uh, the the artists of stardom yep, that title was, yeah. match, that I was think, amazing. was probably the best match yep. for me on the show. Working stiff, the, Jungle Kiona when she came up, just wow. yeah, her face was broken. Yeah, I waited around after the show for like a meet and greet with her, and twenty minutes in, they just said no, she's not coming out. Yeah, although you I know. find that. She, I don't know. Does she tend to bleed easily? I feel like I watch a lot of matches yeah. where she I ends feel up, like she where she ends up bloody. Yeah, maybe reason. she's got a sensitive. But she lost a tooth today, I think. Oh, really? She looked like it. Her nose and mouth were bleeding. So, I mean, but I just uh, well, I asked. She's okay. But, but no, I just saying I asked and she's okay. Oh, excellent. Okay, yeah. I did. I asked, but my phone died, and I haven't. The Matsumoto uh, Viper exchanges, those were something. Yeah. Mm. Like two big girls just going at it. Yeah. I thought the match was great. I had an issue with the result, but... Yeah, yeah because that's probably I was for, supporting that's probably Jungle. For another, I think Jungle, when when Kyrie and Io were both going to leave, the, the kind of logical answer was to elevate Mayu, but to me, she's already kind of a star in the promotion, yeah. so promoting her doesn't really add anything to the promotion it's just taking a star from point c and putting them in point a yeah where you've got one star and now you've still only got one star where i thought that jungle could be really pushed and she was for a minute she had both the tag titles and the six yeah woman titles and now she's lost both in the span of two months or three yeah, months I or mean, however many months i thought you were going to win the have a lot of issues i think at the moment where they can't really decide what they want to do and they keep throwing titles around and changing 
them so easily and it, it devalues them. Um, I mean, and them, them and Sendai Girls have that yeah, problem right definitely. now. <laughs> yeah. Although Sendai Girls, I think, is trying to trying to do a, a story, at least with all the title changes, but oh, we, didn't, we, didn't, story. we didn't see them, so yeah, yeah. We, we're not going to talk about that. Not yes. a story for not time. We're going to run three, we're gonna run three hours on... On the shows we did see, we can't add shows we haven't seen. All right. Um, I, I just feel we should mention also the Tony Storm Zia Brookside match because I think that was one. That was good. Zia yeah. Brookside is someone who, with the best of the world, she hasn't been wrestling long and she's hasn't looked amazing in her other matches in stardom. And I sort of questioned them putting her into a title match so quickly, but Tony her versus done. Tony Storm was just. <laughs> It really did blow me away in how good it was. You know, it was good. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like a really high-ranking match, but I thought for what I expected, it was just way above yeah. any expectations I had. See, I didn't know anything about Brookside, so I was, I was, uh, I didn't have any expectations, but it, it was really good. I want to mention too the that the high speed title match because oh yeah Miss Apache like fucking doing Molly a Apache do, doing amazing. a swanton bomb or a senton bomb at one point I was like Jesus I mean for a woman that size to be doing that that was it should look beautiful too yeah and has been wrestling for a while oh she's yeah. been wrestling for she's like, what, yeah. she was incredible fifteen twenty years yeah her and her sister her sister's incredible too Fabi but yeah she won the she won the high speed title we finally saw some title changes. Yeah, like yeah we hadn't seen a title change, and then we, and then we saw three, three in the span of yeah. about three hours. Yeah. yeah, two at Stardom and then one at New Japan. So, but I'll just say the crowd at Stardom was great. They really were, and it wasn't a they weird good. crowd. Although it was well, a different the, feel, it was a different feeling crowd to me because there were more people shouting specific things to people yeah. than yes. at the other shows we went to. Now, of course, I didn't understand what they were shouting because they were shouting in Japanese. They but, could be shouting dirty things. And there was a creepy guy around me. But yeah. But generally, yeah, I thought that the crowd was great and they were just loud. It was like yeah. going to a male promotion. I mean, yeah. the, the, the men who looked like they were there, they looked like they were there to watch the wrestling. Yeah. For the yes. most part. I was looking around, because I, I have a friend who runs that Stardom Project blog, and he said when yeah. he went, he dealt with a lot of creepers there. Yeah. But I don't, he thinks it actually might be like once you get out of Tokyo. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he went in, um, I think he went in Osaka. And well, like the Tokyo fans are more like hardcore Joshi fans, and you know they're more there for the wrestling. Not that there aren't creepers there too, but then once you get out of Tokyo, you kind of get like the <laughs> fans. I was surprised how friendly a lot of the crowd were as well. Because I mean, you had me and Mort in the middle, and I was taking pictures, and you had a couple of guys either side of us sort of look over and start trying to talk to us about the pictures we were taking, mm. and saying, "Oh, that was a good picture." Yeah, Japanese fans are very chatty. If they yeah. know any English, like, they want to yes. they want to show off their English to the white people. Yeah. Basically, uh, we had like what we had one and guy walk up. Us. We had one guy walk up to us at DT or DNA. Yeah. Um, there's another guy that walked up to. Oh god, what the fuck did he walk up to me? Big right? Japan. A, a big Japan. We oh had, yeah, yeah. That okay. was sta- a staff yeah. member because yeah. everyone at Big Japan speaks English for yeah. some reason. If you ever go to a promotion. And want to speak English with the wrestlers. That's the promotion to go to. Yeah. For some reason, the big Japan wrestlers speak English. YMZ too, though they speak. They spoke like yeah. really good English. The referee spoke English. Yeah. Oh, he, was, yeah. he yeah. spoke really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even at Big Japan, Ryoji Ito. I think he's done like, maybe one weekend in America in I in West Virginia or something for, <laughs> like, for Madman Pondo, and he spoke perfect English and. 
could have a conversation with you. Same okay. with Masashi Takada. Yeah, Masashi Takada, he spoke perfectly. Yeah. It makes me feel even more like an idiot for struggling through Japanese. It's like, here's these Japanese people who speak great English, idiot. Why can't you learn their language? And then I went up to Takuya Nomura, and he had no idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even understand my Japanese either. Well, yeah, no, I don't. Why was he there? Because it Japanese wasn't a big Japan show, was it? No, he wasn't. <laughs> he, was big selling, Japan, he was so. selling tickets. Oh, to yeah. Japan, so okay. yeah they, they were already setting oh, up. That's so, Donald. like there's a bunch ah, of big Japan people setting up already before. Because they, they tore that shit down, and they had to get Big Japan going like yeah. two hours later. So. The funny thing is that the Japanese guy I've spoken to that spoke the least English may have been Shigeru Iri. Because he didn't understand very much when I started to speak. That's so. weird, because I mean... He, yeah, and he's goes he's to America. He's done several tours of America, and... He just doesn't care, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Alright, um, we're what? One hour, yeah. an hour and 15 minutes in. Yeah, and I have 500 thoughts more, but... Let's <laughs> talk just about move on. We want to uh, get highballs. Yeah, we need to talk about New you Japan. Can, you can hear more and I will do another three hours on YMZ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Later. We yes. Need to, yes. Uh, we need to I need a highball. <laughs> Alright, New Japan. New Japan. New Japan. First of all, that was a good show. Sumo Hall. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that to me is my favorite building. I love Sumo Hall. Just like the way the sound carries in that building for, for a building that size, especially when you're on the floor. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Like, just I mean, the yeah, crowd. I've got to say, I've never been in a, in a venue that big with that many people. And so it was just see because I I have been in like WWE crowds and to me it's like the perfect medium between mm. a fucking giant WWE stadium like if you go to Madison Square Garden now or at least like the last time I went like nine years ago there's no atmosphere there like the, the sound is not carry for wrestling really Whereas, yeah, and they run the Barclays a lot in New York and I've been to the Barclays and when you get up in the second deck it, it's just like there's nothing really like there's nothing really there yeah. I feel no you're just watching it on the screen and always. the sound doesn't really come up right right like and it's so screen. big I mean that's 20,000 as opposed to 10,000 yeah. that Sumo can see but that's um, why I mean like it's the perfect middle ground between like the your Corican size venues and smaller mm -hmm. and like your gigantic arenas because you know you're still there with 10,000 people but the sound actually still like we sat on the second floor today and the sound actually carries up. It did. Like, you could hear that, that, no that noise. I mean, when Mort and I were sharing a sumo box, we commented that we were sort of seven rows back, and we could hear Suzuki's forearms. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, fair play, he was knocking lumps out of <laughs> Kawato, but, you know, you could hear every forearm. It's just an amazing venue. Um, and again, the fans <coughs> were, even though it was a bigger show and more professional... The fans again were really friendly. Mm. We had, I know, Mort and I. The first night when it was Tanahashi Naito, I was in ta in Naito gear and Mort was in Tanahashi gear. And behind us were a very attractive young couple who were the same thing, and had their little son with them who didn't really know what way to go, but was sort mm -hmm. of cheering for whoever he felt was getting the loudest response. And after the show, they, start, they stopped for sort of five minutes and talked to us, and, and the little boy kept fist bumping us and doing the losing Then <laughs> the father was doing like doing a whole of Naito's promo in Spanish. 
amazing. And I had to fist bump the kid because he wore a Los Ingobernables shirt. He did. And uh, I wore the Tana Hashi. And it yet. also was so. about three sizes too big oh, yeah. for him. Yeah. It was like an extra large shirt and he was about four years old. Yeah. So anyway, so I could, pre- I could pretend that he beat me. And he was pretty happy. So was I was I was down on the on the floor in the fourth row, like right next to the entranceway on Friday, and apparently, judging by the GIF, I made camera with Tabatanga. Unfortunately, punking me out. He had actually he was gonna walk. It's my own fault because he was gonna walk right past me, and I yelled, uh, "Tamra, what are you gonna block me on Twitter?" Because he blocked me on Twitter like a year ago or something. I, he's like a name searcher, basically a vanity searcher, and I guess I trashed a match he was in or something. But he turns around, he puts up the thing, and I kind of knew it was coming, so I kind of put it up a little bit. And then he turns away, just gonna get out, pulls away. So like that, that total divas guy, like I'm now immortalized by him. Put it like, <laughs> too sweet, too, too, sweet, too slow. slow. But like, it's like five, my newest five seconds of fame, I guess. Um, well, we should probably talk about overall the sumo boxes because that's really the feature of. Yeah, the I, didn't, I didn't do that, but you guys talk about it. I, I found, I don't know if either of you agree, I found them very much more intimate than sitting in chairs. Definitely. Not in, not in the way of being closer, because you were more spread out than you would be in chairs. You could probably fit more chairs than you could those sumo boxes. But taking your shoes off and sitting down and kind of laying your stuff out and being directly next to the person, there's... There's a small metal bar, but it's not really blocking you. I found that it was really... There was a sense of, we're all here to watch this thing together. We're all in it together. We're all here watching it. We're all, you know, we all care about this. I mean, you had... We'll get on to today's show, but you had Shibata. When he... There were women crying in the crowd. It was me crying in the crowd. I th- yeah, I think Dave Meltz. Yeah, me too. I think Dave Meltzer mentioned it on Twitter. Something about, oh, there were women crying, and I thought, yeah, crying knows no gender, Dave. We're <laughs> we're all crying. Yeah. Um, but but then, the women beside us were yeah. literally crying. Yeah, and so, literally, yeah. used, I think, I think it was JoJo and Christine mentioned they saw another woman who was crying, and they sort of went up to each other, and were crying together with their arms around each other and. <laughs> They didn't know each other, but they just, you know, there was that much support for each other. Yeah. And it was all, uh, we're he- all here for the same reason. Very different country, everybody. It is. <laughs> oh, I've interacted with so many Japanese fans oh, now. God. But we can't speak they, the same language, but yeah. we do the hand gestures yeah. and just exchange, like, oh, yeah. we're in this together. Um, yeah, it's great. But yeah, so the boxes is not that uncomfortable. But what, what's the, well, what's the I love the boxes. The by boxes the way. are great. I, I was I was nervous that I would fall apart physically sitting in those boxes. Yeah. And there were mo- there are moments when you really, especially it the last tough. night when there's four people in one box that really is yeah. best designed for I two mean, people that you really have to kind of figure out how to navigate making sure your legs don't fall asleep or you yeah, know I mean, this no. doesn't hurt. But it's often just shifting one way or shifting another or moving your feet in a certain way yeah i mean um, I've, I've had knee problems and you know if i sit in the same position for a while i can't move but i you know that none of us were really uncomfortable it was just about finding the right balance and it's impressive it was, and it, it was easy to get four people in there to be honest yeah. it wasn't a struggle as much as we thought it I, might re- be. I remember walking past them uh down to my seats thinking like how the fuck are they gonna fit four people in these things 
but I'm glad to hear it wasn't that bad. Mm. And it I would d- worry about you guys. And it gives you a sense of you're at something special. You're not just going to yeah. a seat and sitting down. You're you know seeing something that's not your ordinary show or just the usual. You go to a venue, you sit in a chair, and you watch a show. I would say like the, the so the second floor, which is where I sat for the last night. I had a first row, second floor this time. Last year I had like seventh row or something. Mm-hmm. And the view is so good. There's really no bad views in that place just because the way it's built. You know, a wrestling ring is very similar in size to a sumo ring. You don't have like, I don't know, like luxury boxes or other bullshit that blocks the view in American arenas. But um, the view's still good. It can, I remember Mort was talking about this and I agree with him. Well, you, you're the one, right? You're up in the second floor for one night. Yes. Like, the atmosphere is not as good. Like, the no. fans up there, just, they don't make as much noise because they know, you know, I guess the noise is not going to travel all the way down there. So, yeah, the atmosphere, that's the one thing where I wish, I kind of wish I tried to, to fit in the sumo boxes and just, you know, sucked it up tonight because I wasn't going to buy ringside because it was like $300 or something. They, they really jacked up the price mm-hmm. of everything for the final night. But um, I wish I had tried to do the arena boxes. But what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, the the seat's very comfortable though. I mean, I'll say that. Yeah. Wow. Very comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably the most comfortable seat I've, in Japan, honestly. Those second floor seats. Um, but yeah, so that's your sumo hall experience. Don't be afraid to try the sumo boxes, apparently. Definitely no. I, mean, I, I recommend it every time, but just to feel the atmosphere. Yeah, if I came up. back, I would do, I would definitely do it. Yeah. I'd do it all three nights. I prefer them to, I wouldn't. Prefer them to normal seats. Yeah. I'll take the pain. Unless a little pain in my side, back. But. That would be the only option. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. But you're, you're going to have... I'll walk you guys how to join the fan club next time. It's, it's yeah. hard, but it's not impossible. You just need that atmosphere. Yeah. Because you get completely caught up in the, in the sumo box. Everyone's so close and you hear people scream around you and you can't help but not scream. Yeah, yeah. like the... Uh, uh, Iska fan... We, the, singular, there was, the singular fan that we heard yeah. tonight. There was one w- man a couple of boxes down from us, and he shouted, Iska, all the time. The world's biggest the Takashi fan. Iska fan. It was, it was literally, uh, the world's biggest and only. Yeah. Yes. Literally, uh, when there was nothing he shouted else, so loud. no one else was talking, and you just heard the Iska, Iska. <laughs> like, he really wanted to make sure Iska Literally, for like two yes. minutes straight, he was just going. And we were like 200 people in our section just dying with laughter <laughs> every time we shouted for Iska. We were, I was looking around at Japanese fans, and we were looking at me, we were just laughing. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. So let's talk about the actual shows, I guess. Yeah. Um, Friday and Saturday, we really, we really only have to talk about the main events. I have nothing to say about um, anything but the main events. I thought the, Bull- I thought the Bullet Club 10-mans, both Friday and Saturday night, were, were really good, but that's really all I have to say. But I, they were really I, fun to watch. They were, they were one they were one, one match card. I thought the Friday show was better in the uh, undercard. Uh, on the Friday, we... Well, the we A-Box was better the entire fucking morning. Yeah. about Nagata's final Oh, yeah, match, we should do that. They gave out these little I'm signs. I'm not just saying that because he's my father, but... Yeah, they gave out these little signs uh, that said, like, you know, the guy the last G1, which were cool. You know, like, we got to all hold them up when he came out, and then we held him up again when he left. Um, he had a pretty damn good match with Fale. He yeah. did. As good as Fale has had in this entire fucking tournament, probably. As good as Fale's yes. ever had, let's yeah. be honest. I was his second it's, favorite match. Um, oh. Best match. But, but, yeah, so Fale pins him clean, but afterwards he, they do that little salute where Fale puts up the two sweet... And the guy does the, the salute and then finally bowed to him. That was a really cool moment. I was glad they yeah. didn't do that. Because, of course, they have all that history from when uh, Fale was King Fale. Yeah. And they, they teamed together in Sekigun. Um, I mean, I really liked that they... 
I know it's sort of a tradition that in their last moment they won't get sort of that how can I put it they won't get that personal moment where they win the match just because it's their last match yeah. you know they'll put a new guy o- or put a young guy over who needs it um, but needs it. no <laughs> oh god don't get me started on Farley I could do a one hour podcast on bad luck Farley Mar- bad luck Farley live with Mark oh god don't <laughs> just no don't get me started on him he's just like a fucking fence post he's awful um, okay um, but I love that they put over someone else and but in the final moment they did let Nagata have his emotional moment where Farley bowed to him and said okay mm. I'm the heel but you know yeah. you are a legend and then they, you know, they played his music Nagata was crying you know a lot of the fans were tearing up I know the I was commentators were crying oh Nagata I mean what's Nagami his name Nagami was, was, was crazy. like he was losing his fucking we, he ran right past us I saw him run right past us yeah and he back. went backstage yeah, yeah and he, he looked really broken up so uh, it was a great, it was an incredible I, moment. I'll to be, be honest, I was broken up. I, yeah, I was too. I, I've watched that I guy for 15 like years. I missed half the next match because I was just inconsolable. Cause I mean, he, he's he been in a lot of great G1 matches over the years. It, it, he was in a lot more this year. That's It's a weird, I guess he wants to go out on top, but this is not a Tenzon situation where you watch his last year and be like, okay, I get why this is your last year, buddy. This, this Nagata's last year was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, you think you have the old guys like, you have the dad's division, I guess you'd say. The yeah. Nakanishi, Nagata. Nagata, Tenzan. And some of them, you can see why they're now in that position. They're, they've sort of not gone on too long, but they could go. They could have done with going out on top. Yeah. Whereas Nagata and Kojima, I think, put them in the G1. They can still go and they yeah. can still have great matches. I, I hope they didn't go one one year too many with Kojima, but I guess we'll see next year because I assume yeah. that'll be Kojima's last year. Um, okay, so the main Seiba event. Seiba Nishi was fantastic, oh, oh, yeah. and I just need to mention that really quickly. Okay. We don't need to go over it, but it was fantastic. And we it was have a to good show, everybody. I mean, like, just like all year long, the A block is great and the B block is okay. Yeah, Basically, that's how I felt. That was the theme of the G1 this year. But the Kurokans, the B block were better, but then it turned into the A block just owned the B blocks for some um, reason. The, What's my impression? So the the main event was Tanahashi and Naito. This was a match that I thought was incredible. Um, I gave this four and three quarters. I actually think I liked it better than either one of their first two matches. Uh, it's going to go on my match of the year ballot for sure. Um, you know, the one of the things that helped it live in the building is, you know, I think we all kind of knew Naito was going to win, but did anyone not buy for a second that Tanahashi could win that fucking match? More. I thought there was plenty of near falls where I was like, okay, Tanahashi. We've got to say more is... You know, Wonder if they were going to do Tanahashi Okada again. Yeah, I mean, it it felt possible. So that's why, that's what helped that match. It never feels like Tanahashi can't win the fight. And that Cloverleaf. Like, Mm. that, because he just tapped tapped out Naito with that Cloverleaf at Dominion. So when he put him in that fucking move, like, I don't know where where, where I was sitting, like, everybody was like, 
waiting for the tap yes. out. And he had him in that fucking move for so long. It was. And Nitro's facials were, like, amazing. He's, like, struggling. And, like, he, the look on his face, like, he's about to tap at any fucking second. Like, that was amazing. That was the high of the match for me. Yeah. The, yes. I, I really thought that was going to be it for a little bit there. And then he, especially with Tanahashi, pulled him back in the middle. But Nitro made it to the ropes. It, I mean, just... His selling in the, in the entire match, yeah. but that that sequence especially. John, you said you went four and four. <laughs> I'd say I preferred it to a card one. I did too. Yeah. I actually, I, I did too. Match. I didn't. I'll be the disagreement <laughs> point, but I have. But I'm very biased. I have been the low man on every one of the Naito Tanahashi matches. I mean, I've had every one at four and a half stars. I had this one at four and a half stars. I've liked them all, but I remember it was the same thing at Wrestle Kingdom where people were giving. That match five, and I gave it four and a half, and it was probably because Wrestle Kingdom I thought was so good. It was like my fifth favorite match on that show mm-hmm. or something. But I don't know why it just has never gone to the next level with me, like Okada Omega has, or even Okada Naito, because I liked their match last year at the G One, yeah, as well, and I like this one as we'll talk about in a, in a second. But it's never it to me. It was of the three days of the G1 my third match now of course that's comparing it with two matches that I thought were incredible so it sounds like a slam uh, but it's not meant to be it's just did you mean Dominion? because they, they didn't have a match with G1 last year Okada Naito no, no sorry Omega, Omega Naito gotcha. okay. did I say Okada? I thought I you did. Oh, I'm losing my mind <laughs> I'm sorry that's it, 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 it fine it might have been me I don't know. Maybe I'm the going listener crazy. will know. Oh, the maybe, listener yes. will know. Uh, don't at me. Don't you can at me. At John. I, if, if I fucked up, you can at Anything me. Anything that I do wrong, at, at John. John. <laughs> um, actually, you can at Russell Omakaze. Oh, oh, cheap plug. All right. So the main event of show two, Okada Omega. You can talk about why you like this match so much because I want to rant about what I didn't like about yeah, it. So I you go first. I'm I. I um I like the I like the ma- now of course with all three of these matches I think there is a bias to being there live to yes. being in the crowd mm-hmm. to being part of the um experience of it there's also the part of oftentimes through whatever means accidentally on purpose things get spoiled or you're watching something 12 hours after it happened where it feels slightly different than it, than it does in the moment when no one knows what's going to happen yeah. or you're on Twitter and people are, you're seeing people react in real time as opposed to reading a review or yeah. something like that. So I think that probably increases all three of the matches for me. I just, um, I mean, I think Okada is the best wrestler in the world without compare I don't think anyone is I don't think anyone is even close and I think there's probably four or five wrestlers that in any other year would probably blow anyone else from that year out of the water Hiromu Takahashi I mean Naito Omega uh, and that's just in, in New Japan honestly I'd put Zack Sabre Jr. on that level as well which there are so many people who are so good. I just think Okada, you look at the matches he's had this year with a number of different people in a number of different styles. And I just love the kind of balls-to-the-wall style that Okada and Omega have where it seems like they all they want to do is they want to go out and it's been 
Obviously, they didn't have anything to top in the first match because they hadn't had a match yet. But just to go out and leave it all on the table, it looks it looks dangerous. I don't know if it actually is dangerous to the point of where they might get hurt, but it certainly at times can look dangerous. And I, to me, that's the style of we're going out here and we're giving 100% effort and one of us is going to win and one of us is going to lose, but it's not going to be because we didn't pull out every, every move we can think of. And um, Omega bringing back his, um, electric chair German suplex which he used years ago as his finisher that used to be his old finisher yeah. that driver that he did did he used to do that too I felt like, he, um, I felt like did he, he used to do that I felt like he did that at one point I'm trying to think there's a particular wrestler who uses that a lot and I, all day it's been I feel like me, I've seen because I, I, I feel like I've head. seen Kenny Omega do it before but I could be totally making that up it just feels like a thing I've seen him do. But it, it's also the thing where they've had three matches in what is in wrestling time relatively short time in the span of eight months. And it doesn't ever feel like, okay, they're doing the same sequence they did That's a good point. in the last match. Like in the second one, the big sequence was Omega fainting on the, on the Rainmaker and probably some other wrestlers in the world. And to no fault of their own, probably in the third match would have said, well, let's do, you know, let's do a callback to that. Let's do that again. But they didn't do that. And I also liked in this one that the 30-minute time limit really meant that they had to, from the very first moment of the match, they really had to go, go, go. The first two matches have kind of been, okay, we're going to spend some time. We don't want to make a mistake, but this was, we got to go. We got to do it. And I like at the end of the day that Omega wins and now it's 1-1-1 and it's kind of, you know, they can do the match again and it isn't like, okay, Okada's won twice, why are they doing this match? Omega's won twice or whoever, it's uneven, so there's no reason for the match. Um, So so yeah, I love it. All right, so let me, my my gripes about it. Um, I, I thought the beginning was awesome when they all went crazy. They both went crazy because of the 30-minute time limit. It made sense. The end was awesome. The middle had like some, mm-hmm. like a problem that I have with a lot of Okada matches where he it seems it feels like his transitions out of selling and into um, you know making his comeback, they often feel very unearned, and they often feel very arbitrary. And I don't know if the structure problem was Okada's or Omega's, but so, so let's just... Like Omega just done like three really deadly moves on the outside. I don't remember exactly what they were, but there was, like, one on the apron. He did, I think, like, a dragon suit, like, something on the floor. And he did, like, another really deadly move on the floor. And they got back in the ring. So you're like, okay, well, Okada's down. You know, Omega's going to try to get the count out. Or, you know, he's going to, you know, stay on him or something. So they, they make this big, exaggerated thing of how dead Okada is. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes Okada forever to get back in the ring. You know, when he's back in the ring, he's just laying there dead. You know, like, it feels like we've reached a point where basically Okada is dead. That's the point we're at the match. I mean, the... Believably, the, yeah, the moves well, that and, and if they if they built it in a way from that, it would have made sense. The next thing Omega does, he starts chopping him. Yeah. Why the fuck do you start chopping a man who is fucking dead? Yeah. You should be trying to pin him. You should be going for the one winged angel. Yeah. Anything else other than starting to chop him. So that one drove me fucking crazy. And so it's kind of like logical inconsistencies that aren't there mm-hmm. in you know major Naito matches 
a lot of other major wrestlers matches. So that's a big problem I had. And so it felt very arbitrary and unearned when Okada just kind of like revived himself from getting chopped and yeah. they went into a strike exchange. It's like, well, if you want to do a fucking strike exchange, do it before you kill the guy on the floor. Yeah. So that was my big complaint. Any, everything after that, I thought was really good, and that's why I still gave the match four and a half. But like, just a, a match with that big of a logical inconsistency in the middle of the match, I can't see giving five stars. No. Well, to do to have a counterpoint of that, um, I don't know. I guess that stuff doesn't like what is what is logical. <laughs> Like, what is logical? Because large parts of wrestling are really not logical. Like, why does Tanahashi, he does this all the time now. He hits a high fly flow. He immediately stands up. He goes, ah, he freaks out. And then he goes for another. It's like, you just hit him with your big move. Why are you now, like, playing to the crowd and going up for for another one? Why don't you try and pin him? And also, in sports... I always try to connect wrestling to sport because I like I like wrestling that is viewed through the lens of sports, which is why I think I like New Japan because it's presented as a sport um, in a way that like WWE is not um, <laughs> really ever presented as a sport. And I think in sports, sometimes you watch and something happens, uh, a play is made, and you go, why the heck? Did you why why did you do that? I remember in the Super Bowl a couple years, um, the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl. They're on like the two yard line. There's I don't even remember how much time left in the game. And the logical thing is you run the ball and you run it in the end zone and you win the game. If they would have scored, they would have won the game. They snap the ball and they pass it and it gets intercepted, and the game is over and the Seahawks lose. And everyone said. Why would you pass the ball in that situation? You have the best running back in the entire game of football. All you have to do is hand it to him, and most of the time he's going to walk in with the football. So to me, it's like, okay, it's not logical for him to chop, although he was chopping his neck, to be fair, which is the part of his body he had injured. So I just think sometimes saying, okay, it's not logical. I sometimes write that off as it's the less so the character it's less so the performer and more the care you know, you could say, oh, it's the character making the mistake of I'm in the heat of the moment. I really have to you know, I really have to beat this guy and I've never beat him. I've never pinned him in my career. I lost the first match. We drew the second match and I don't think that these three moves I did are gonna pin him, so I have to do more before I try and pin him. I guess it just it would have if he had gone for like the one ring age or something, it would have worked better for me. But just starting like a strike exchange. Yeah. But I get I get your point. Just we just watch wrestling differently, I guess. Um. But yeah, so that was the main event, of the second show. Again, I think it was an awesome match. Um, just not as much as. People gave it five stars. And I like the Saturday show more than the Friday show, so I was also yeah, in I was also in <clears> disagreement <throat> with you guys because I loved um, Juice and Michael Elgin. I thought that was really good. And yeah, I liked too. the Kojima match. Yes, the Kojima Evil was really good. Was, that, was my, that was the only other match on the show I liked that Again, match. Again, Kojima. You know, he can still go. Also, Evil's been fucking awesome. Oh, he has. Tournament. And they're finally pushing him. A breakout star, you know? I mean, it looks like he's being programmed with Okada for destruction. So that'll be a good a good title match. 
And I hope <coughs> I hope it's for longer than his program with Shabata where he just held the title for whatever it was, eleven days or I don't think he's gonna win the heavyweight title. No, he's not, but <laughs> you know, you hope he's gonna be pushed as more than just mm. another guy in LRJ. So Although it'll be interesting to see what happens between him and Sonata. Yeah. Because yeah. I always feel like they occupy kind of the same Position. space on the card yeah. where it seems like I, th- I think he's been really great too, so I can see why you would push him. But you push Evil and then kind of what happens with Sonata. I don't know if they're thinking Sonata is more of a down-the-road thing. No, that seems less logical to me because Sonata is older than Evil, correct? Yeah. But so I it think, seems like you would want I think to push Sonata's him first, more natural babyface, so they could have him leave yeah. LIJ and I mean, strike he, out. A lot of people would say Sonata is like destined for this big giant babyface push. It's like New Japan does not push non native people that strongly. At least they haven't since like the Inoki days. So I don't. No, I, mean, he, I would hold your role on that one. He is going to get that push, I'm uh, sure. The, like but it, the top guy, I no, no, no. disagree. The thing is that oh, people, are, people are so... The, top guy. I see a lot the of thing is, that. the thing is that people are so impatient. Mm-hmm. They don't, people don't realize that Ghetto, he books three or four years in advance. Well, well sometimes. With the main stories he does, at least. But they may have plans for Sonata in two years. I believe they might have plans. I'm just saying. And, but but that people, doesn't mean they have to push him now. I see people well, there's saying no reason to do it now. Where does he go? No, I know. Push right. him exactly. now. So don't push people if you're not ready to go all the way. That, see, that's the thing I don't think that people does, understand. I see people saying, though, he's going to be like the top baby face. Oh, well, like, I don't think that's he's going not, to it, happen. It's going to be Oka or Kinemura. I hate to tell you. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely going more, to be that. Two more guys. It's Kinemura. I'll be in front of that train. You're going to get Kawada have the Honma push and. He may run the best of the Super Juniors with their own nine record and <laughs> be the most loved guy. And yeah, people love Harai Kawada and it's very well earned. Yeah. All right, so the final night uh, we went to today, um, the very last show we're going to talk about, thank God. The, they had a couple matches in the <coughs> card that were noteworthy. The junior title match, which was uh, Ricochet and Yusuke Taguchi. Taguchi def- Japan. Taguchi Japan, yeah. Defeating... <laughs> The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, to win the junior title titles. I thought this match was awesome. Yes. And again, the Young Bucks, they, they annoy the shit out of me in America, but when they come to Japan, they tone, they tone their fucking shit down, and they just have really good matches. So. Um, hey, I was actually there for this. Yeah. Did you, did, uh, did you like the junior title title match? I thought that was a big... I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was a fun match. Like, I, I thought Ricochet was, pre- was pretty awesome. Yeah. Although it doesn't seem like... Um, What's his name? His teammate. Taguchi. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he does anything except that hip attack. Like, well, that's does, he do, does he literally have any other I mean, move no, at all? It's the best move. He does a do down. That's true. I mean, you don't need a lot of moves to be, and to be really move. over. So the crowd loves him so much. When he did that fucking hip attack to break up, at the springboard hip attack yeah. in midair yes. to break up the... Uh, More bang for your the, buck. No, the Meltzer driver. It was, it was the, I couldn't tell with the Meltzer driver or the Indy I think it was there. a Meltzer, Meltzer driver. Or, or the was Indy it? Taker. Yeah. It wasn't more bang for your buck. No, it was the Meltzer driver. He didn't do the somersault, though, so I think it was going to oh, be yeah. Indy Taker. Just right. The yeah. Well, young Buck's expert here, right? So I was wrong twice before. But no, he did the, he, they tried <laughs> to do the Meltzer driver earlier, and I don't remember how they broke that up. Somehow. He did like a flip, and they ended up getting hit. But who I think he just moved. Yeah, um, but yeah. So when he he did the hip attack in midair, that was awesome. That was and that then, was pretty cool. <laughs> and then um, you know we got new junior tag champions, which I figured we would just because 
you know, how many New Japan dates are the Young Bucks going to be working? Seems like they're a very, Ring of Honor needs them to draw houses because what the fuck else do they even have right yeah. now? I'm wondering who do you who do you think is are the next challengers for the junior for the junior tags. for the junior tags? Well, probably a Suzuki Gun team or something. But I yeah. guess you could you could do a let me think Taka. You well, can not Rapongi. Well, you can do Hiromu and Bushi. Yeah, sure. <coughs> I mean, Hiromu's not doing fucking nothing right now. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think they're gonna win the belts at some point. So I don't know. Maybe you do one. Maybe you do Suzuki Gun Team or Destruction, and then you do Hiromu and Bushi. I know. I mean, that's how I feel about Suzuki Gun too. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor made a face. Sure. But um, you do them for Destruction, then you do Hiromu and Bushi with the with the title change. And they're facing each other at Taka and Taichi Pro Show, which are totally going over everyone's head. Um, Taichi and Taga versus Hiromu and Bushi mm. in a month or in a f- f- few weeks, I guess. The, the September fourth. Taichi is the only wrestler in Japan who has a negative thing chanted. He he actually has a negative, he has a negative chant. Negative <laughs> chance, like Taichi, go yeah, home. I, I, wow. Yeah, is I, that I what it means? And I can't chant that. I noticed that they were there. They were chanting like, it in Japanese, yeah. and I didn't know what it meant, but I was quite sure it was derogatory. I I actually asked somebody next week, because I thought it was like Taichi, you suck or something, and like, I was like, uh, like uh, I I turned to the guy next to me. No, so no, it's tai, like chi, tai, chi tai Chi go home. Yeah, what, like Tai Chi Kaide or what, something like yeah. that. Yeah, when I turned to the guy next to me, I was like, Nandiska, <laughs> with a chant. And he was like, oh, Tai Chi Kaide or whatever. And he's like, I look, saw a look on my face. He's like, Tai Chi go home. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So that's apparently the meanest thing Japanese people will say, is if you're Tai Chi, they will chant Tai Chi go home at you. But that's the only wrestler that we've seen get a negative thing yeah. chant at him the entire time I mean, we're here. Yes. Fair fight to him, he's... He's drawn heat. He's dreadful I guess. a lot of the time, but you know that, <laughs> that is something that he can go home. Shows. I hate him. But yeah, he he he's not go home he, and drink highballs. He's not even in the actual match. You, you know, it just when he does his interference, the crowd just like immediately starts chanting Taiji go home. Yeah. He could be on the floor with his fi- foot on someone's throat, <coughs> and the crowd notices immediately, and they're just like Taiji go home. I think Taguchi uh, for me, I imagine this would be an area where. Mort and I would have quite a lot of arguments, but... Oh, you, you don't like Taguchi? I, don't get me wrong. Wow. I, <laughs> I really love him as a wrestler. He had, I know he had a match with Kushida when he was a junior champion, which was my favourite yeah, match that really year. Good. I just think he's such a talented wrestler, but he's doing this arse-based comedy. I love it. No, I totally didn't care about him when uh, he was serious. I love it. I, I love him now. <laughs> I, I like that he is comedy for most of the year and then he has about three matches where yeah. he's like, I have to be really good here, I'll be... Because I don't think he really wants to be... Ser- like, he doesn't want to be serious. Yeah. He has and, more fun doing this. Right. The crowd yeah. fucking loves it. Who fucking cares? Yeah. The man yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. get it. I, don't I, get me wrong, I'm not going to shit on him for it, but I just yeah. think... He's a guy that's that talented. He is and very he's talented. Just hitting guys with his ass, mm. you know. I get, I get what you're saying, but I love it. I prefer it more than I feel like a couple of years ago he was doing comedy but being presented as serious. Yeah. Where now I feel like yes. they're like, here's this guy, he's a fun guy, like just because he was doing that match with Nakamura, and I feel like it was presented as like that's they're on the, the same corner. level, and no. I was like, oh no. I turned I turned the corner after that when yeah, I really I feel the like the delineation too. of he's doing comedy versus okay now he's in uh, Best of the Super Juniors so he's doing a more serious style. Yeah. So can I add one thing about the Junior Tech? You can add a million things if you want. Well, 
We were here all night, apparently. No, <laughs> no, it was just funny that I was wearing all my Taguchi gear, um, and those, and I'm I get really excited when I go to wrestling. You do. So I like I make a lot of hand gestures and pump my fist Honestly, a lot. Honestly, everyone should go to a wrestling <laughs> show with more. It's the most fun you'll ever it's have. It's adorable. It's well, adorable. anyways, <laughs> there was a, a New Japan camera woman that saw me with all my Taguchi gear and the glasses and everything, and I had them on the entire match. So she literally held a camera on us for 15 minutes. Just to film uh, our reactions. <laughs> and I guess it's the whole match. The whole match. You just filmed our box. Which to, was to good because then they, with my then they so, won and, and we And they out. won and I freaked out. <laughs> and it'll probably be in some video package or something. That was great. So that was the junior tag title match. Yes. The heavyweight tag title match. I have match. nothing to say. It was fine. I mean, I thought it was going to be awful and it was, it was okay. Honestly, I've, I've got to disagree. I really liked it and it's four guys I really don't care for. Um, it was but fine. I. I just felt that, not that it was an amazing match, but it was just so far above anything I'd expected from them, because Wait. I'd expected <clears> to <throat> hate it. Wait, before we move on to that match, wasn't there something that happened between... Oh, yeah, that we was didn't talk about that. You okay. should talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, will. that guy that returned. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's just talk about didn't that. Didn't we already talk about talk that? About, no, no, we didn't. But let's first talk about that. I think you briefly mentioned it. Let's first talk about the heavyweight tag title match. Um, you liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I liked thought it, it was pretty fun. It was, I mean, look, War Machine. I, mean, the first, I don't know anything. But War Machine, the first few fucking times you've seen them, they're amazing because it's big fucking fat guy jumping all over the place. But, like, after the 10th yeah. time, it's like, okay, well. I feel the same, but. He, he's big and he can do, hit, do uh, whatever, handstands. What else he got? We I'm, have got to talk about this Adam Page shooting star shoulder. Which oh, I like. God. But it I don't even looks, want to defend it. It looked. Today it looked like a shooting star like headbutt it. or something. It, every time he does it, it looks different, like a different move. Yeah, it looks different, and it still <laughs> looks fucking dreadful. Like it, it looks like he's missing a shooting star press. It, it, is that's what, what, that's it, looks what like. it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I just think. If now, you're gonna why do you hit, like it? I just think if you're gonna hit a shot. More than. More than <laughs> I just want to go get drink more five balls. Mark's like, I don't have no fucking time to defend this stupid fucking move that I like for some reason. I just think if you know, if you're gonna hit a shoulder block off the head, hit a shoulder block. If you're gonna hit a headbutt off the head, hit a headbutt. But just to do a shooting star press, it's just it's fucking those fucking people who flip. What the young bucks do is it pisses me off when they do a fucking flip to break up a pin. You're trying to break up a fucking pin. You have a time limit. Just run over and stomp him. You're trying to do a shoulder block to the outside. What the fuck is flipping accomplishing? I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the, the kind of shit that fires John's me up. John's getting the full hand what, stop sign. What is doing a fucking flip to the floor doing for your fucking shoulder block? If anything, it seems like that would actually make your shoulder block less effective. I, uh, I get it if you're going to do it as sort of a... A spot to sort of piss off fans, you know, like sort of knowingly do it because yeah. you know it pisses off fans. But he doesn't play up to it. He it's just, just does it. Look at this it's, cool thing. It's a move that he thinks is cool, but it just—it's the worst fucking move that's ever been invented. I'll end this segment with a, with a very hot take. It's going to be very hot, and more might get mad at me. He's sitting here smiling. Adam Page is. Low key, the worst wrestler on the entire New Japan roster, and he's still better than Cody. I would, I would no, agree. No, he's uh, he's worse uh, than Cody. He's worse than Cody. I like Adam Page. Um, I think I think Cody is good at what he does. He's not okay. amazing. He's, he's not a headliner, shit. but he's just 
He's he has okay. at least some kind of personality. I really he's not a headliner, except he fucking headlines every goddamn promotion he's in. Hmm. He's the fucking Ring of Honor World Champion. If he was off doing oh, goofy mid, <laughs> he was doing goofy mid card shit everywhere he went, I'd have no problem. He fucking headlines everywhere. Anyway, so I I agree. He's like as a mid card, he's perfectly acceptable. I just never need to see him in these fucking highly no, promoted spots again. I don't need to see Cody but, against the card ever again. I mean. The Davenport title event was a fucking clusterfuck anyway. I didn't really give a shit that he got a shot at that belt. It was just fucking wasting the first heavyweight title match in America in God knows how long on fucking Cody. That really pissed me off. I do agree with Taylor oh, about Adam Page, though. I just think... He sucks. Yeah. I Unless just, Bone Soldier comes again, back. nothing <laughs> special about him Oh, you know anyway. what? No, no, no. Adam Page is better than Yoshitatsu. Now I think about it. But Yoshitatsu hasn't wrestled like yes. in a proper New Japan show no. since when? Like three months. Well, oh. proper New Japan, Japan show. He was in the America shows, but yeah. that doesn't... I don't count those. I mean, well, I like Adam Page, so he has one support. I do, <laughs> sort of, I do sort of feel sorry for him. He's been given the gimmick of Hangman Adam Page, and it's sort of... All he wants is to be a Hangman, but it's a profession that's really quite redundant. He, hasn't, he hasn't hung anyone since no. his like, first match. Yeah. Yeah. He he hung, neither. I, I don't. He's yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind so much if they changed him to something like I don't know, phlebotomist Adam Page. He was like, or... he was like that guy. He was like the guy in Mortal Kombat that had a gun, and like in the original thing, he never used it. Like yeah. there were no, he would fire the gun when he first came out, but like you put a special move in, and you, there was no special move that actually had him fire the gun. Yeah, they fixed it in an update, but yeah, there you go. I, he never uses that fucking noose. He comes out with it. He's like, oh, I'm hangman. I'm gonna hang people. And then he never hangs anymore. No, you just have him as Adam Page, the wrestler in favor of the death penalty. Why can't he be? Why can't he just be Adam Page? Yeah. Who fucking cares? If this is worse than Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro Takahashi is great, and yeah. I won't hear that. Stuff. <laughs> there was a there was a time when he was like the favorite young lion, which is hilarious in hindsight. But like when he was the internet's favorite young lion, he was better than Naito yeah. at some point. Uh, but um, that didn't, la- didn't last long. I'll say that. Oh no, an army of cicadas are coming. They're coming um, to throw us out because, to throw us out because, because John is loud. We're taking forever on this main event. <laughs> on this last well, well, now let's we get have to two the main event. No, but we still Shibata. need to talk about Shibata. Oh, Shibata! Oh. We'll be here for another hour. So Shibata's music hits, and he comes out. Um, I, I, you know, first of all, his music hitting right after that Tokyo Dome teaser was kind of yeah. like, okay, is he gonna come out and announce he's coming back in the dome? Because I was like. Kind of dreading that. Mm. Although but some people think he is coming back at the dome. It's possible. I don't want to see him back. But so he, and I don't want to be negative anymore. But he, about wa- that. But he walks. He just kind of you know his music heads like everybody just you've never heard a pop so fucking. Long. Yeah, it was yeah. Like people like just lost their fucking shit for Shibata coming out. He just comes out and he says, you "Well, know, well, he comes out and he like sit. He like sat down. Well, he, in took the a bu- he took a bump. He took a bump. Yeah, which is like which is important. Bump. I think he took yes. a wrestling bump, like a flat back bump. I guess to show that he could do it." And then, and, and then, and then, like he kind of stood there for a little bit, holding the mic, and then eventually he said, "He, he, like in Japanese, it, it, it was he said ikteru, which means like I'm alive." Yeah. And then he pauses for a while, and then he says ijo, and he throws Wait, the so, mic down. So the te, the te form that would be like, the, he's in a constant state of living, yeah. right? Okay, so he so, said like I'm in a, yeah. I'm living basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like oh, I'm still living. Yeah, he's like I'm, he's like I'm still, he's like I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. That's all, and then yeah, he throws yeah. the mic down. I yeah. like that they did that because it's not giving people false hope that he's oh he's healthy again. He's going to be having a rematch with Okada. You know, yeah. he, it's just 
bringing him back and saying, well, you know, I'm still in the mix, still keep thinking of me, yeah. but I'm not coming back yet. Yeah. You know, I think it's it was, still I think keeping it was him in people's minds, but not making any promises. Cause I'm not, see, I'm not going to be one of these people that gets out here and gets judgmental about if Shibata comes back. If, if he wants to come back and a doctor clears him to come back, you know, that's his decision. I don't think people should fucking um, be judgmental no. about it. I don't personally want to see it either, but um, if he comes back, I'm going to support him and I'm going to cheer for one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Yes. The same way I feel about Daniel Bryan. It's like, it's their lives, it's not our lives. If that's what they want to do and a doctor clears them, then that's what they should do. I do. I agree. I do think he's sort of at the Misawa level, though, that, you know, it's un- slightly uncomfortable because you think one bump and that could be it. And it could be just like we've seen with Yoshio Takeyama lately. Yeah. It could be just. Nothing. He takes a sunset flip and lands wrongly, and he's he's paralyzed. Yeah, you know, it's. But I mean, that can happen to anybody too, though. So you have to yeah. remember that, like injury history or no injury history, you know, you're always one bump away from death. Yeah. Paraly- I just think your body reaches a breaking point, and he's had that warning. I I agree. I would prefer if he didn't come back, but I th- but I think he's coming back. Oh yeah, yeah I hope he I does. Mean, I believe he will. <coughs> if he will, I'll just enjoy his matches. Yeah. I think he, what can I, I do? And speaking of being one bump away from death, let's talk about the main event. The yes, main event. let's talk about the main event. <laughs> Okada Omega, an incredible match. Or not Okada Omega, Omega Naito. They're totally blending together for me. <laughs> and um, it went, what, like 33 minutes, right? Something like that. Actually something shorter like that. than I thought it would go. But um, it was, you know, there were there were a lot of moves here I've never seen before. Um, was that one on, on the ropes? Do we think that was a, a, an actual... F- <laughs> an actual move, yes. I think it was a botch. Um, do you think it's a botch? I think the it DDT was a botch. On the, the DDT on the, no, the, I the think ring that, post? I, I think they tried to kill but each just, other. No, I think, I think Omega slipped and he hit his head because I think that they were going for that power bomb. Yeah. Oh, she, okay. I, mean, I think he slipped. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't really... slip. Either way, it looked... Terrifying, and the crowd went absolutely silent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember looking across to Mort and Taylor because I had the same reaction, and we were all just sort of in shock. And I think I had my hand over my mouth and I had bite marks on my finger. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was frightening. I mean, if they did it on purpose, they should never do that again. No, but I don't know if they did or not. Maybe it's really obvious on TV and we sound stupid, but we haven't seen it on TV, yeah. everybody. That's a good point. Um. So the the rest of the match though, like they did that, so they did that spot that they that they were setting up there with the Omega goes hit up top rope power bomb, and Nitro turns it into a, a Rana all in midair. It was incredible. Um, the, the pile driver that was through the table, yeah, through table, uh, ringside. Um, there's the, the the reverse Rana off the top, which I don't know if I ever need to see that one again either. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, then, then obviously just a lot of reversals, a lot of uh, knee strikes. Knee strikes. Um, Naito eventually hitting. Naito eventually hitting the. Um, <laughs> Naito eventually hitting the, the Destino from a lot of different angles, which um, which was cool, but the final you know, one. The final one ended up like, like he looked like the he final Naito one where, yeah, Omega. Looked like he fucking killed him. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, a really incredible match. In my head, I've I think I've I had it four and a half. I want to rewatch it 
because there are, there are parts of it that it like it dragged a little bit with me, but um, still an incredible match. I liked it better than Oka- Okada Omega, um, just not as much as Naito Tanahashi. I thought it was better than Naito Tanahashi. I thought time. it was the best of. All, I thought it was the best of all three because not as good as last year's either. It did what I like wrestling to do, which is I went in thinking, okay, Naito's gonna win, and there were moments when I went, oh. Maybe Omega does win here. Maybe he, you know, yeah, he hits this and maybe he wins. He would. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I did, did definitely did that. For and me the too. atmosphere to me was incredible. People were very loud. I, I um, thought I would agree that like I think it did feel like like either one could have won. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know anything really, <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Although I do, although to me. Maybe this is just me not knowing anything. I felt the match kind of dragged towards the end. I felt that way too. Like, I, I thought the last like few minutes were kind of, like the last like maybe three minutes or so were kind of just dragging on needlessly. Like it could have been over like three minutes ago and it would have been yeah better. I think I, I agree with that critique actually because I I thought it went on a little too long. But um, but yeah, and the finish still managed to feel a little vaguely out of nowhere. But once he, once he, like not the actual pin, because once he hit that fucking desk, you know, and dropped him on his neck, you know, it that I felt like it was probably pretty confident that was gonna be the three count. But like the actual Destino itself just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. But um, but yeah, I still thought it was an incredible match. Just I liked last year's better, my total mega match. I didn't share my thoughts on any of the three G one main events, by the way. Oh. Because I wanted to collect my thoughts together now. Because the thing for me is that I can't really remember that many spots from any of the matches. But I spent a lot of time looking around in the crowd and just getting the atmosphere and chanting and shouting. And I'll, so I can't even, I, I've just read all three matches, seven stars. Like, I was yeah. just close to crying sometimes, especially <laughs> the first night for Tanahashi Night, yeah. because Tanahashi is my favorite wrestler. I was literally about to cry when Tanas made his entrance. Oh, so I was just so emotionally caught up in everything, all three nights. That honestly, it was just the three best matches of ever. Honestly. Might as well have been for me. Mort says he was emotionally caught up. He really was. Like, at the end of Tanahashi Naito, he was just sort of head in hands because Tanahashi had lost. And, and I remember him just sort of looking at me and I patted him on the back and he just came up and gave me the biggest hug. <laughs> everyone was like it was going to be a, it's going to be okay yeah it's an experience everybody like I, 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 if you get nothing else from this podcast like if you have the financial means and you love Japanese wrestling you have to fucking come here don't worry about the language mm. everybody here can it's fine you pointing at things on the menu <clears throat> yeah. you'll be okay it's Tokyo they expect they expect they expect foreign idiots exactly yes and you know just, just come out here and experience it because it's fucking incredible it is yeah. So, but I'll just even as someone who's like not a wrestling fan, I had fun at these shows. Like, I don't know. I the only things I know about pro wrestling in general, period, are basically things that John tells me. And I still thought I still had fun at the shows. I'm sure you would have a lot more fun than an American wrestling show. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I would. I'm, I'm sure too, given all the negative things I've heard said <laughs> not not like not just from you yeah. from everyone about yeah, it it's pretty bad when we say the experience as well we're also talking about going to a wrestling show with more because yeah. Yeah. that well, is 
an equal experience. Mort is for hire. You Mort, pay him and yeah. he'll come watch yeah. wrestling with you in Japan. But I'm very much an atmosphere guy. Yeah. Also when I watch at home. I really I rate matches more on atmosphere yeah. than on the in ring for some reason. But yeah, I just say that my favourite match was the G one final. Uh, Omega Naito. Okay, fair. Which I didn't expect because yeah. Not I'm very biased towards Tanahashi <laughs> match, but I just thought that was on another level for me. Really the G one final. I mean I'm gonna yeah. I'm really gonna have to rewatch it on tape because I wonder if part of the problem was just being all the way up there and not feeling the atmosphere quite as much as I did on the first two nights. Yeah. But um I mean you, it was still loud as fuck. I mean you could still hear it. Like I was surprised first of all, how loud the Kenny fans were. Yeah. Oh, it was like seventy thirty Naito, but the Kenny fans like made plenty of fucking noise. But you were foreigners. That was me. There were two Japanese people right behind us. Yeah, were, like, I know. Really loud for Kenny. Yeah, the Japanese guy that supported Kenny behind us were also yeah, Japanese. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just foreigners. They love Kenny. I mean, there's mm. some Japanese people that love Kenny. So yeah, I just right. think I and talked to one Japanese guy who loves Izuka. But um, but yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna rank it, I would be like. In Tokyo, at least, over the weekend, it would, for crowd support, it would be like Naito 1, yes. Kenny 2, yes. Tana 3. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.